morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike Jerusalem Dupree Cohen. I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. We are plumbing the depths slightly now. <laughs> Jerusalem Dupree. Hey, folks. So, so next week is the last week that I'm doing that, as I have announced many times. Yes. And I have been holding one for that time for it to be the last one and i am excited about that one so this is the last bad one i really hope you don't think the next one's bad because i've been thinking about this one for like three months i believe in you i believe you folks thanks for tuning in be sure to share this right now whatever you are watching or you listening to this on share 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 and this is a uh, Muddy Waters Media production. Be sure to share it all over. Find us everywhere. Subscribe, like, follow, do the thing. Hit the bell on YouTube. Hit that YouTube bell. I want your phone to blow the hell up every time we do anything. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Kids love it. Especially so uh, that's true. On Christmas more than any other day. So how was Kennedy for all of us who don't pay for cable? It was great. It was short. It was like a six-minute interview, and we talked about pardoning uh, Ross Ulbricht and uh, and Edward Snowden, and to some extent, we talked about Julian Assange a little bit, but mostly Edward Snowden and Ross Ulbricht. So it was pretty cool, and I hope that Lynn, uh, Ross's mom, uh, enjoys that uh, that Christmas gift because uh, hopefully we can get uh, we can get some attention for it. By the way, everyone, thanks for tuning in to this terrible audio from Spike episode of Muddied Waters. Thankfully, my audio stayed good. My microphone continued, my, my mic here continued working while I was on Kennedy. Minutes before, this is why we're late. Minutes before we were supposed to go live, my mic just stopped just, working. Just stopped. It just stopped. They didn't need working anymore. But I will say, the Christmas miracle, or I guess the Hanukkah miracle, post-Hanukkah miracle, is that it stayed lit just a little, just, a, just for that six minutes with Kennedy, because that would have sucked a lot, and I would be very, very bitter right now. Right. So we have that. Oh, first and foremost, allow yes. me to thank, allow allow me to thank Siesta Botanicals for the kava I am drinking today. And if you would like to try some of this delicious mud water that I drink on every episode, siestabotanicals.com. And allow me to thank Le Bleu. This d delicious, ultra pure, that's not going to be in focus. This ultra pure water that I drink. And if you want to get some of this, go to the store. I don't know what they have, leblue.com. I guess you, I don't know if you can order it from there, but you can find out more about you can it. Find out where it is. You can find out where it is. And then you can, they sell it at the store. Find it in your grocer's water aisle, maybe. I don't know. I don't Possibly. know what it is. Uh, this episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest-growing waffle-related caucus in this or any political party ever in the history of mankind. Be sure to go to Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the Facebook group, and become a member today. And if you really want to be a member, 
Go to the Muddy Waters store at Muddy Waters Media and then press the store button and you can buy your very own Waffle House Caucus buttons. This episode is also brought to you by Black Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because it's a Christmas miracle. We don't have to spell things correctly anymore. Uh, B-L-V-C-K Brews, that's blackbrews.com. Be sure to have some of the most delicious cold-brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. Uh, be sure to go to uh, be sure to go to blackbrews.com, blvckbrews.com, and use checkout code MW for free shipping. And this episode, of course, is brought to you by South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who is, always, was, and shall remain forever a ho-ho-ho bitch. And to all above, except for Henry McMaster, who is a bitch, we say, Bulavanaka. Bulavanaka. Did we not do that before? We did not do that before. So, it's the holiday special. And you know it's the holiday special, because there's a Santa hat here, and there's this lovely garland that Matt found as well, making this a holiday special. Making it a holiday. Plus, we we played that exceptionally uplifting Christmas song from my dear friend... From my dear friend, uh, Ben Danaher. Uh, he used to be my roommate up in Nashville. Great guy. Uh, and if uh, you liked it, you would probably like the rest of his music. I personally love his music. I think it's great. I'm not even a country fan. I love his music. So uh, check out Ben Danaher if you get a chance. Featuring uh, a smash holiday hit, Seasonal Affective Disorder. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So you're wearing a Santa hat. You got your, your festive... Uh, I guess that's a Santa robe, sure. So and it's I, I was really looking just for a nice red flannel to kind of stick with my flannel that I always wear. But uh, everywhere was sold out of them this week because apparently everybody wants to wear flannels now. Um, that's fair. And uh, But this is a robe that Adam the Freeman, he and I got matching ones when we were in Alaska uh, for a podcast I used to have called Robe Views. And it is sort of my festive holiday robe that I only well, you look wear. very festive in your Thank holiday you. robe. And I, of course, am wearing a custom, well, it's not custom. I'm wearing a really cool taxation is theft. Taxation is theft. And there's a little bit of mistletoe by where your crotch is when you're wearing it. That's fun. And uh, that's where it says theft. And then here's the crotchal toe. And that's nice. And then I'm also wearing... A festive Santa hat that I think was one of my dogs. This, so this Santa hat uh, is actually a baseball team Santa hat. I had to turn it around because I don't want people disliking me because of my baseball team choices. Um, is it? Is it the uh, the Bears? Who is it? The Bears. The Cubs. Is it the Cubs? No, the Bears. No, the Red Sox. Oh, that's. So speaking of that, uh, we are going to start with the very first segment, the Black Organic Coffee's Black Cold Brewed Caffeinated Crow-Ho-Ho-Ho-Pid Fire segment, brought to you by Black Brews, blvckbrews.com. And again, use code MW for free shipping. MW, which probably spells coffee. Who cares? Doesn't matter anymore. MW. In all fairness, that coffee is so good. It is incredibly good. Yeah, it is incredibly good coffee. It's great, uh, great iced coffee. Uh, We just 
we 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 rib our friend in jest. It actually is That's delicious, true. delicious coffee. We would not sell coffee that wasn't absolutely delicious, especially if it were spelled that way. Seth Thomas Benton says that my baseball choices suck and go Braves. He's rooting for the team that couldn't make it in Boston. Um, you know, do better. Um, and jo- Joshua McCose, I am a Cubs fan as well. Just Red Sox is first. Um, Wait, now, Joshua McCose, aren't you in like Alaska? He's in Alaska. He's, he's Alaska. Okay. Now, uh, Justin Amash. Justin Amash is apparently just really trying to show his libertarian roots as he's getting ready to retire from Congress. Justin Amash is an I don't give a damn anymore mode, and I am here. I'm I'm here for it. Second of it. I am definitely here for it. Um, He started out by introducing a new bill that would have, that could, I mean, it could. It could insist civil asset forfeiture nationwide. Uh, when asked about it, Justin said, civil asset forfeiture is a due process violation, and it always has been. Its history is riddled with injustices, not because it's a valid practice that gets misused, but because its central premise, denying people their procedural rights, is inherently flawed. By ending it, my bill helps fulfill Congress's obligation to stop rights violations at both the state and federal level, and it ends a practice that contributes to the frayed relationship between law enforcement and the public. I am I am here for based libertarian Justin Amash. I'm loving it. Now, we do have a statement uh, that just came out uh, in rebuttal to what Justin Amash said from the architect who actually wrote the bill uh, that created civil asset forfeiture. And I had a nurse at, at uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would oh. bend down and whisper in my ear, oh. and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually, probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make oh. me move, to get, get me moving. The, the the serious part of that is he is the architect of civil asset uh, forfeiture. Yes. He's also a giant goofball. <laughs> um, now, on the federal level, Amash's bill ends the practice outright. Yep. Completely. Um, in the bill, it states, no person shall be required under the laws of the United States to forfeit to the United States any property, real or personal, pursuant to a civil forfeiture proceeding, including a non-judicial civil forfeiture proceeding. Great. That is chef's kiss. Perfect. Yes. Um, the legislation also ends the practice at the state level by prohibiting governments from uh taking assets unless they secure a conviction against the alleged offender or determine via civil proceeding that the property owner committed the offense being begetting forfeiture. Right. Now, because that's how it works. You're not supposed to get punished until you're found guilty. There was a, uh, there was a case that I was reading about uh, when I was doing research on this story. And uh, this guy, I don't remember, Jack something. um, He, had his Jeep taken in a civil asset forfeiture uh, case where his girlfriend had borrowed his Jeep to go sell 25 bucks worth of weed to an undercover cop. God. And they took his Jeep. 
He wasn't even the one doing it. Yep. Jeep's gone. Now keep in mind when and you know surprise surprise when they introduced this, Joe Biden said and and the people that were introducing it and passing it said, well this is only going to be used against the drug kingpins because you see they're so wealthy that they hire the greatest attorneys with their ill-gotten gains and we need to stop it and because they're running up the cost to the taxpayer of of charging them. So, you know, screw their due process rights, their right to be able to get an attorney with their own money. Screw all that. We're going to assume that they're guilty and just start taking their stuff. And of course, it's being used against everyone. Everyone. It's especially being used against people who don't have much means to fight it because that guy loses his Jeep. And we've heard stories of people that, you know, they got arrested for allegedly selling drugs or owning a weapon or whatever. They take all their stuff. They take all their money. And then now they can't afford an attorney. They can't afford their bail. And thanks to cash bail, they're now stuck in jail. No bondsman will give them a bond unless they're able to find family members that'll bail them out. We haven't even gotten to the fact that they don't have a, uh, you know, money for a good attorney yet. And both the prosecutor and their defense attorney are telling them, just strike a deal, just strike a deal, just strike a deal, and then you can go home. And they're saying, well, I didn't do it, or I want to fight it. They go, nah, you, you don't have any money. So just strike a deal and go home. Then they get to keep your stuff and they go, well, he pled guilty. It's it is absolute highway robbery. Uh, and incidentally, civil asset forfeiture every year amounts to more theft. Like if you take all the money that's that's taken by through civil asset forfeiture, it's more money being taken that way than through private sector theft and burglary. Yep. Yeah. Uh, since the uh, I believe since 2008, there's been $83 billion in civil asset forfeiture taken. And most of that money, the you don't get it back. It goes yep. into a slush fund yep. for the police. And in the case of Jack, even like his girlfriend was the one that got arrested for selling 25 bucks worth of weed. If anybody is driving to deliver $25 worth of weed to somebody, they did not buy that Jeep with weed money. They absolutely did no, not. No, they didn't. They didn't. No. And they find the most. I mean, he's lucky he just had his Jeep t- taken. Honestly, I've heard of people that had all their stuff taken, their house taken, their all their money taken. They yep. take everything from them. They literally take everything they have and leave them penniless and without any real possessions of any real value. Their cars, their homes, any investments they have, anything they have in the bank, and then they just leave them destitute. And even if by some miracle they're either found not guilty or the charges are dropped or whatever, they still have to pay money they don't have to fight it in court to get their stuff back, even though it was just proven in court that they never should have had it taken in the first place. It is an absolutely corrupt system. It needs to end. And I just want to note again that it was Joe Biden's baby. Like he made this. He and others. He was the the one who came up with the idea and then helped shepherd it through Congress. That's the... That's the uh, the candidate that also just told all the civil rights protesters to go to hell. Yes. Essentially, yeah. Told him to take, take a knee or yeah. pipe down. Um, pipe down. Well, he said, he said, if that, he said, if everything I've done isn't enough for you, then to hell with you. And then he told him he wasn't going to do anything for them, which means yeah, the, the man that you. wrote the 1994 crime bill and 
and passed uh, massive legislation over his 50 years in service to ensure that uh, black people go to jail. Uh, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't been inaugurated yet. And he already told all the civil rights leaders that he met with. He wouldn't meet with any, with any of the Black Lives Matter leaders. But the ones he did meet with, he said, to hell with you. Literally, yep. he said, to hell with you. And then he said, I'm not going to do anything that I said I do because Republicans will say I'm bad if I do it. And so he said, you're not going to get any police reform. You're not going to get any prison reform. You're not going to get any sentencing reform. You aren't getting shit. Happy holidays. Right. Go to hell. Go to hell. Go to hell. Go straight to hell. Go straight to hell. Speaking of Justin Amash. Speaking of Justin Amash. He also introduced two other bills. The Protect Asylum Seekers Act, as well as the Practical Alternatives to Detention Act. Uh, in this tweet, he says exactly that. Um, and our country was founded on the principle that human rights are inherent and deserve protection. Now, he is quoted as saying, unnecessarily subjecting immigrants to detention and criminally prosecuting asylum um, who have caused no harm undermines our values and doesn't deserve our nation's. Was it that one? No. No, no. Uh, and undermines <laughs> my bad um, and undermines our nation, our values and doesn't serve our nation's interests. We yep. need broad immigration reform. But until that becomes a reality, these targeted changes can limit uh, some harms in the current system. So basically, there's this weird situation in the law right now where. Well, he's going to talk about it, actually. As Justin said, <laughs> and no, I, don't want, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. He said, current law allows people to seek asylum in the United States, regardless of where they entered the country. But it separately criminalizes the act of entering the country without going through a port of entry. This means someone seeking refuge from persecution in their home country may arrive in the United States only to find themselves prosecuted here simply for entering at the wrong spot. Again, even though the law says that you can enter wherever you want to. One consequence of such prosecutions can be the separation of children from their parents, an intended consequence of the zero tolerance policy implemented in 2018, which sought to prosecute everyone who committed the crime of improper entry. So again, you end up doing something that's both legal and illegal. Yes. Right? So they say, if you're coming to declare asylum, to apply for asylum, you can come however you want to, because of the idea is if you're fleeing persecution, then you know, you're being able to get here safely is more important than going through due process in that, in that moment or going, you know, picking the right spot to, to travel through. But then there are other laws that say, nope, that's still illegal. You still can't do it. And uh, this administration especially has been saying, yeah, we're going to side with the whole you have to do it. You have to come in and, you know, the, the specific ports. What this right. bill does is it finally gets rid of that, that contradiction there and does it on the side of saying, hey, listen, if you're an asylee, come however you want to you still got to go through the process or whatever but but you have but you can come in any of those ways um this just makes it you know they say uh follow the laws well the law says two, two different things so let's have it say something that's friendly to to asylees right and now the protect asylum seekers act makes u.s policy towards asylum seekers more coherent and humane by providing that those who request asylum upon arrival will not have committed a crime by crossing the border exactly. and the Practical Alternatives to Detention Act uh, requires that the DHS uh, utilizes alternatives to detention programs for eligible individuals. So, go ahead. 
Um, so essentially what he is doing is exactly what Spike was saying. He's trying to protect the people who are coming over here because the difference in the, which they're coming here is agreed upon port or this is the port you can come in. If you come in any other way, you're now illegal. And the yep. people who come in through one of these other ports, he's just trying to make them all equal. You come in however you come in. You're coming for asylum. You're not coming for economic reasons. You're coming to escape persecution, genocide, being, you know, political violence. You're coming to get away from something imminent and, and dangerous to your existence and that of your families. So come in how you come in. And, right. and you know, if you get denied, you get denied. If you get approved, you get approved, whatever. Keep in mind, this is not, you know, we're saying, you know, this is gives no Fs Justin. But the reality is, like, he's really, these things are all, like, fairly moderate responses. He didn't introduce a bill to, you know, abolish DH, D, D, uh, DH, DHS he, to, to get rid of DHS or uh, Homeland Security or the Border Patrol. He didn't introduce a bill returning us to the Ellis Island system or anything like that. He introduced a bill saying, hey, listen, it says if you're seeking asylum that you can come in however you want to. Let's just rectify that. And he introduced something else saying if there's ever an opportunity to not detain people, then let's side on that. Let's side on not detaining people if it's not necessary. And then, of course, he's saying on the on the uh, you know the um, civil asset forfeiture thing, he's saying, "Hey, how about you wait till you convict them and prove that they're guilty before taking stuff from them, like they've been proven that they're guilty, which they haven't." I mean, it, the concept of our of of of, of the what they call the Anglo-Saxon uh, 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 legal system or rule of law is innocent until proven guilty. That that's what separates our system, uh, the U.S. system and the prevailing system, from a lot of other judicial systems where there's a presumption that you didn't do anything. They have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you did something before they can punish you. Well, taking all your stuff, sir, sounds like punishing you. Especially when you could, I don't know, use that to defend, defend yourself. Defend yourself. Or even pay for a, your bail. There was so, that case that we talked, there was that case uh, of civil asset, uh, civil asset forfeiture that we talked about a few, God, it, it was probably a year ago now. I barely remember the details. But a woman, a woman had, her dad had died and he had a bunch of cash and she was flying back to her home or something. No, it was her dad that was flying with the cash. Okay. He didn't trust banks. And he had, he was, I don't remember what it was, $60,000. And I mean, he had a, he could show it was all, it was all legally obtained money. Uh, and, but they didn't like it. And I, I think also because he was, you know, I, I think he had some memory issues and stuff. They stole his money. Okay. Just took it. They just took it. They, they didn't even have a suspicion of anything. They nope. didn't charge him with anything. They just took it. And he had to fight. He, they ended up getting that back, right? I got. I don't. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that story ended. I don't know how that, like, because we've talked about a bunch of different uh, civil asset forfeitures over the course of two years plus of doing this together. Um Josh Umba, all cash is drug related, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, he, so but, he was the money was eventually returned, but they actually okay. have a lawsuit against against the uh, the TSA. That was transportation. I mean, still part of DHS, but that was the TSA that took his money. Guy in Pennsylvania, they just freaking jacked him at the at the at, at the airport, 
And it took, I think, a few months for him to get his money back. Thankfully, he did get his money back. There was somebody, there was somebody else who was uh there was a kid and he was traveling by train and he had something like fifteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars on him and oh, from Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. to like Colorado. And they were they were like, no. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. I don't I don't remember yeah. exactly, but they just said, no, that's ours now because we think you used it for something illegal. Yep. And I talked to I'm pretty certain he did not get that back. I talked to people on the campaign trail uh, who uh, they just had like businesses that were unlicensed. These are poor people that were just doing business without licensing. And the police would come and just take their stuff. And they'd say, if you want to back, fight it in court. Like that's just, that's protection racket. Yeah. Yeah. You have armed people show up, take all your stuff and say, hey, you don't like it, fight us in court. And they know they can't fight them in court because they're they're operating a business without a license. Yep. So instead of, you know, charging them with that or going through some kind of due process or I don't know, giving them an opportunity to get a license if they, if you're going to go that route, they just steal everything from them. It's just this needs to pass. This needs to end. This entire practice is a total violation of any concept of due process, innocent till proven guilty. Uh, ability to defend yourself, ability to uh, to um, write to a, a speedy and fair trial uh, because you're stuck in jail very often and unable to you know be able to effectively get yourself out of it without being you know not even ha- you know you're waiting potentially in some metro areas you know a year plus before you even get in front of a judge. You can't afford the cash bail. Every day they come to you and they go, hey, listen, we'll we'll send you home if you plead guilty. We'll send you home if you plead guilty. We'll send you home if you plead guilty. Or, you know, we'll just hold you for three more months plus time served if you plead guilty. And they're like, I didn't do this. I mean, if you the, the, the police could be straight up framing people and we'd have no way of knowing because they just plead guilty so they can get home. It's, it is disgusting. It goes against every concept of justice that we have. Every, yeah. Speaking of things that go against every concept of justice and government that we have, oh, Tulsi God. Gabbard and Thomas Massey have gotten together for a bill, uh, the Protect Our Civil Liberties Act, which would repeal both the Patriot Act and the FISA Amendments Act that permitted government agencies to collect mass telephone and email data uh, that we may remember from Snowden. Um, So the bill would also would also make retaliation against any federal national security whistleblowers. Sounding like Joe Biden there. Whistleblowers. Whistleblowers, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Whistleblowers such as Edward Edward Snowden. uh, Illegal. Can I finish? Can I finish? I'm not even trying. I'd sound like Ross Perot now. Sorry, go ahead. Can I finish? 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 Uh... Illegal and require that the Government Accountability Office regularly monitor domestic surveillance programs. Um, this is another bill that's probably not going to pass. I'm, I, 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 I hate to say this, but I like seeing these bills. I like I, I, yeah, right. I like seeing them in there. It, it shows some sort of positive movement. <laughs> Uh, it shows some sort of positive movement, which we're going to take it all away in our next segment. But it shows that there are people out there fighting for the things that we honestly believe in. It's something. It's right. people. And again, there's plenty that I don't agree with Tulsi Gabbard and Thomas Massey. Especially Absolutely. Tulsi Gabbard, especially Tulsi Gabbard. 
uh, right. things that I don't agree with them on. This, they're right on. And they're being hardcore. They're like, just get rid of it. Um, and I'm glad that, it, that, you know, that we talked about Snowden. You know, my appearance on Kennedy, we talked a lot about Snowden. The man is a hero. This whole, yes. oh, he's a traitor thing. No one died as a result of Edward Snowden letting you know that the government was illegally, unconstitutionally watching and, and not just surveilling, but storing every electronic communication you have ever had in the last, like, 10 or 15 years. Was it 10 years, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Like, I don't I mean, remember. Everything. Every email, every phone call, every text message, everything. And they denied it, and they denied it, and they denied it, and they denied it. And it finally came out, and they went, well, yeah, we're doing that. And then, and so now they, so that we know. And we know because he is a straight-up whistleblower, and he is a hero. He is yes. the reason that we know that it happened. And there are, have been some reforms to it that have happened as a direct result of the fact that he released it. Had he not released it, they would have not, they would have said that we have no idea what you're talking about. We're not surveilling it. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. We're the government. We're not here to do that to you, man. Dog face pony soldier, man. Come on. We're here to make sure that you are safe for the future, man. Edward Snowden was a bad dude. Edward Snowden was a bad dude. And he ran with a bunch of bad boys. Bunch of bad boys. Four years of this place. Yeah, four years of us trying to do Joe Biden impression. Now the the <laughs> maybe less. It's probably two years. I was going to uh, say, yeah, maybe not the full four. Uh, the bill will also ban government mandated backdoors, like uh, they did with Apple, uh, built into electronics and software that allows the government to get past any privacy technology. I like this bill. I like this bill. I like this bill. I like all the bills that we just talked about. Big fan. These are all big amazing fan. things. They're not. Ne- they're not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to happen. But you know what will happen? You know what will happen? A two point three trillion dollars spending bill, the second largest, the second largest bill ever, ever. And second to long- only the CARES Act. And the longest bill ever. Because it's 6,000, it's five, 50, what, 5,600 pages? 5,600 pages. It had to be wheeled in on hand carts because it was so big. And they were given eight hours to read it. I want to I know how much in that bill was on conservation. On conservation? On conservation, like on, on, yeah, conservation of the forests. Several forests worse. <laughs> There's a part in it that legislates and regulates the Dalai Lama's succession of of, uh, reincarnation. Yep. There is more. There are three pages about that and two pages about you getting a $600 check. They have more pages in this 5,600-page bill about the Dalai Lama's reincarnation being done correctly. Because that's a federal concern. That's a federal need. That is a uh, federal. Can't leave that to the states. This Dalai bill Lama also. Well, we're 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 gonna get into the like we're gonna get into the stimulus portion of it because that part's you know that part's the part that we're gonna kind of focus on. Oh, of but course. this bill gives uh, I believe five hundred million. I don't have these notes in front of me. Five hundred million to Israel. Yes. 
It gives $135 million to Burma. And if any of you remember last week when yep, we talked about week. this, and they're like, we're kind of planning something big for the Burma uh, for the Burma story. Yep. Um, but this just adds into it. The $135 million to Burma that they are using to genocide people in their region that aren't Burmese. Yep. Yep. They gave this- uh, $700 million to the Sudan. Yep. They gave $1.4 billion to the Asian stability something or another. No one even knows what it is. There's no record of this thing. So that's probably some kind of slush fund. It's, uh, it's some guy named Steven in a basement who just applied for it. Who applied for the money for the, right. for the Asian stability. I hope it's our Steven. I hope to God it's our Steven. Man, that would help. I could use some Asian stability money right now. <laughs> um, but so, and, it, you know, it, it, uh, it gave, uh, it created two new museums uh, it gave money to uh, to uh, prop up enforcement efforts for all these new mandates that are going to be coming out and lockdowns and all that stuff. Uh, this was just a terrible, terrible, terrible bill. But you got six hundred dollars. Now you got billed just on the nine hundred million dollars. You got billed twenty seven hundred and fifty dollars per person in America, not per household, per person. Per person. Twenty seven hundred and fifty with interest. You might get six hundred bucks. You might get 300 bucks a week for a couple weeks of unemployment extension. Or you might not get on any of it. Uh, the rest of it is going to go to the SBA, which the last time around gave money to mostly the big businesses, while the small businesses were shut down and told to suffer. Uh, it's giving money to the military-industrial complex, not just saw, in this country, but in other countries. I saw that... Um... Berkshire Hathaway was getting an obscene amount of money. Walmart's getting an obscene amount of money. Cisco, and for anybody anybody out there who doesn't know, Cisco is a restaurant supply company. They are one of the leading proponents to keep marijuana illegal. Really? Because they have a federal contract with all federal prisons. Wow. Cisco fights to keep marijuana illegal. So that they can provide the prison complexes. Yep, exactly. Cisco is huge on that. Walmart's getting money. Like all these companies that were allowed to stay open, tons of companies that were allowed to stay open and continued, you know, regular business hours. Walmart, maybe not regular business hours, but a regular enough business hours. Well, they shut everybody else down and they're giving these companies money. Yep. It's not you, not you, not, not you, not the people business. who actually need it. The companies that are actually, most of them are doing just fine. They're giving it to them. We are experiencing the greatest poverty and the symptoms of poverty addiction overdoses suicides spousal abuse everything that comes with extreme poverty child malnutrition uh, poor education outcomes we are experiencing the highest levels of all of that in our era while at the same time stock prices are at all-time highs because government finally got the two-tiered system they've always wanted they shut down all the small businesses They gave trillions of dollars that they've stolen from us and future generations that haven't even been born yet. 
to hand off to these billionaire cronies who bought and paid for them to be in office, them Democrats and Republicans. They gave us first 1200 bucks, now 600 bucks that we're mostly going to have to spend on loans, rent, uh, you know, your mortgage, uh, uh, Walmart, Amazon, like bills, putting it back into the big businesses for the most part, because you can't spend it at any small businesses because they're all shut down. And then they, you know, and then they go, oh, America needs help. Yeah, because you created the system. You robbed yeah. us. You were robbing us, not just of our of our, our power and our freedom, but of our actual of money you were stealing from us. And it is uh, it's just it is beyond atrocious. We actually thought this bill was going to be way worse and much bigger. We uh, did. And it turns out they only <laughs> spent nine hundred billion. It's a bargain. Stuck. That's just on the stimulus. Again, the spending bill altogether. 2.3 trillion largest oh, spending yes, bill sir. yeah the largest bill ever 2.5 trillion that was the cares act back in march now for the stimulus 900 billion we were thinking it was going to be somewhere between 1.2 and 3.4 spike said it was going to be higher i said that it was going to be somewhere in the middle yep. for this one it's lower now there were multiple and when i say multiple like six uh democrats that voted against this in the house and most of them voted against it because they did not feel that this bill was high enough, like right. that this portion of the bill wasn't high enough. They probably were okay with the rest. But they would have been happy with more. I don't know. Um, and AOC, I wish I got, I w really wish I'm, I'm going to have to pull up the tweet because I want to read it accurately. Cause that hypocritical, uh, that hypocritical person, person, Person. While you're pulling it up, just to put this in perspective. Uh, yes. So 2.3 trillion works out to just over $7,000 per all of you. Yes. Like even babies. Everybody. Everyone. So right before. You'll have to pay that back with interest, by the way. Two hours before, two hours before uh, they voted on the bill. She tweeted, this is why Congress needs time to actually read this package before voting on it. Yep. Members of Congress have not read this bill. It's over 5,000 pages, arrived at 2 p.m. today, and we are told to expect to vote on it in two hours. This isn't governance. It's hostage taking. And I was sure. said, this is amazing. Yeah. But then she voted yes. What do we say on this show, kids? It doesn't matter if you're a Liberty Republican. It doesn't matter if you're a member of the progressive squad. If your vote is needed, they will make you vote for it, period. You can say whatever you yep. want. You can speak about how terrible and horrible it is, but you better vote for it if she your vote is needed. And now for this bill, even though her vote wasn't needed for it to pass, the Democrats demanded total, and the Republicans demanded total fealty to passing this because they didn't want to be seen as the ones who hate the poor. And so they, they made them, they made them pass it. So for all of you that are in our DMS and on you know, emailing me and, you know, texting, up, you know, AOC is pretty good. No, AOC says good stuff. Sometimes occasionally she votes the right way. Most of the time she does what Rand Paul and even unfortunately Thomas Massey and, and Tulsi Gabbard do. They talk well, they even introduce stuff that, not going to pass. And then when it's time for them to, where, their, where their vote is absolutely necessary, they vote for it. Uh, Rand Paul, to his credit, did not vote for this. Did not. 
I believe, I don't know what the final count was. I know that only six Republicans in the Senate did not vote for this. So before anybody out there who might be still on the fence, Republican, Libertarian, whatever, uh, six Republicans, this is not Democrats passing this, six Republicans. This is a bipartisan bill. This was a bipartisan spending bill. Everybody's at fault. Everybody's at fault. Um, I, I tweeted about this, and I'm going to pull up the tweet. It is the most popular tweet in libertarian history. I'm going to claim that. I don't know if that's true, but it's really popular. It got like 250,000. Uh, it got 250,000, and it's actually a tweet thread. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, uh, but I, I said, you know, base, the basics, you know, guess who's going to get that other $700 billion, and then I go in and I, I say, hint, it rhymes with crony schmorporations. Because who doesn't like a, a weird rhyme? And then I go through the whole thing. So anyway, point I'm making is it got a ton of freaking, like, look, it got a ton of freaking tweets and retweets. And, 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 76,000 retweets, 6,000 yeah. quote tweets. We have people who listen only on audio, man. We have to read these things. Oh, I'm sorry. Crap. It got 248,000 likes. 7K retweets, folks. 6K quote tweets and 247.9K likes on twitter.com slash literally spike cohen so or real spike cohen crap um (laughs) the point of that is i occasionally look in and see the quote tweets see who's sharing it it's been shared across the political spectrum including a lot of people that are not politically connected and here's what i noticed if they were progressive leaning they went these damn republicans yep and if they were uh uh, conservative leaning they go these damn democrats and i would make a point if they did it of replying and saying Democrat, you know, like whatever they'd say, I would say if they said those damn Republicans, I'd say Nancy Pelosi pushed for this to get passed. AOC voted for it. Trump's going to sign it. Joe Biden supports it. They're all on the same side. If it was a conservative saying all these blasted Democrats, I'd say Donald Trump's been pushing for this. He's going to sign it. Uh, Mitch McConnell shepherded it through the, uh, the Senate. Uh, it got broad bipartisan support in both houses. They're all on the same side because that's my hobby. So, nine hundred billion in relief. Nine hundred million. <laughs> As we've said, billion. billion. Uh, six hundred dollar checks for individuals who make up to seventy five thousand dollars per year, in addition to six hundred dollar check for individuals. The deal will also pr- provide a six hundred dollar check per child. Now, again, none of this is set in stone um, because they just might not give it to you because they don't have to. <laughs> so we know that if you make over $75,000 per year, you're going to get less. If you make over 99, you ain't get nothing. So right off the bat, uh, I think only 250 million Americans are going to get anything. Uh, and, uh, and then another, uh, a few tens of millions of Americans won't get the full 600 because that'd be too much for them. And, and keep right. in mind, we don't support stimulus oh, spending. We don't, we don't support giving checks to people. When you tell everyone they can't work and their businesses are shut down, guys, something, come on. Like, you can't shut everyone down, tell them they can't work, and not give them anything, right? It's like, if someone's in prison, you have to give them food. You have to give them uh, shelter. You have to provide for their medical care. If you're not in prison, but you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything, you can't work, you can't do anything you got to give them something so now, you know 
but so it's 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 probably closer to between 150 million uh, to 200 million that get this thing, uh, that or at least get the full amount or get anything. And now, go ahead. I, I see a lot of people saying, you know, Trump Trump could veto. Trump's been threatening a veto. He's Look, gonna veto. he's not going to veto, and let me tell you why. Because at the end of it. He wants to. He still wants to be remembered. I'm the best. I'm the greatest president we've ever had. People love me. I, everybody out there loves me. We, I'm the greatest. He is not going to be the guy that doesn't give the stimulus to the people. He won't do that. He wants people to continue loving him. Loving, loving in quotes. Uh, he wants people to continue doing that without... And without doing this, he is going to lose that for a lot of people who have been waiting for a new stimulus. Donald Trump is a big government progressive. A few months ago, the only reason he would veto this is because it wasn't big enough. In fact, he just recently released he wants to uh, bump it up and give everyone 2000 bucks and cut out the foreign aid, which, hey, you know what? Cut out the foreign aid. Let's be clear, the foreign aid's about $3 billion, give or take. So it's a, it's a, it's a pittance of it. Sure, cut it out. Um, and honestly, if you were saying just give everyone two grand and cut out all the other stuff, you know, don't do any of the other things, just give them two grand, I'd be on his side if that's what he means. If he means just do it this way, again, we're not fans of handing out money to people, but when you shut down everything, you sort of have to make sure people don't starve to death. And I mean, this is terrible. Like, I mean, it's it's... It is the beginning of UBI, which is a terrible inflationary program that would be yep. financially ruinous. Sorry to all my, my UBI-loving libertarians, but I've talked many times about why it would be ruinous, even worse than the welfare state, because there's no means testing, so politicians can just give you checks every day if they want to. Uh, but So it's not a good thing, uh, but I would side with them if he said, you know, instead of 600 bucks uh, and all this other garbage, just 2000 bucks to everyone. I think I'd and, and no and none of this other fluff or programs being created or whatever. I'd probably be like, yeah, you know what, do that thing, do what he said. Um, but he's not going to do that. He's going to talk. He's going to do what AOC does. Here, there's a comparison. He's going to do what AOC does. He's gonna. That's a good comparison. Signal to his supporters. He's going to play good cop to. This his is a terrible bill. Yeah. This is a terrible bill. It shouldn't be passed. Would need to be a better bill. It's that. just this isn't good. This is not a good bill. We could have done so much better. And then he's going to sign it. Yeah. It's going to be the law. He's going to sign it because he's a Republican. He's a Republican with a huge ego. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, he's got a huge ego, too. Huge ego. The higher you go off the ranks with being a Republican, the more you have to do this kind of stuff. Yep. Now. This bill also has $300 per week in additional federal unemployment benefits for 11 weeks. Again, and all this means is we're going to be getting another stimulus package like July 21st. Yeah. Just so you know. Um, July 21st or January 21st? Or sorry, January, January 21st, my bad. Um, adds 20, $284 billion to the Paycheck Protection Program for small business uh, forgivable loans. Now, the bill says that this would target aid for businesses, especially hurt by closures, including nonprofits, restaurants, and live venues. But remember, that's what they said last time. Ber Berkshire Hathaway, Walmart, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, Walmart, Cisco, many, many others um, who got all of this money. That's who's going to get this money. 
This no money is Austin not going to go to church. Got nearly five million dollars. They're not going to give you anything. No. Who here has filled out an SBA loan request? No. Me, I did it early on. You don't get any early on starting my business for a grant. It was actually a grant request. You don't get it because it's really it's this labyrinthian process you have to go through to apply. You know who gets it? People that have entire lawyer firms and administrative administrative firms that apply directly to the people that give it out. That's who gets this stuff. You're not going to get it. No. Um, the bill is also a lot of this is what it says in the bill. Yeah. I don't think any of this will happen. Um, the bill uh, guards against evictions by providing $25 billion to state and local governments to pay for rent and utilities. Actually, that will happen. Um, <laughs> that will happen, but it'll be primarily for state-subsidized housing. It's right. not if you're renting an apartment. It's no. if you're in one of these programs where the state pays like two-thirds or three-quarters of your rent, and you're just paying like, you know, just part of the rent and the utilities or whatever. The, sec- that's the what Section it's 8. To. What's I think that? it's the, sec- the Section, Section 8 housing 8 program. Section and then some program. states have other programs that are supplementaries right. for people that are what they call medium income, where they actually, if they lived in certain areas, they could afford their rent. But because they're in a major metro area, they can't afford it. And so they get subsidization. So that's what that will go to. If you're like in an apartment, private apartment, you, you're not getting anything. Right. Now. OK, so I've seen a lot of people talk about the live streaming and. Yeah, uh, there's, if, if you stream anything illegal, it's now a felony. There, there is question on that by me because I read the bill. It says that if you are the provider of the streaming content, it's a felony. So that's, so that's why I haven't really, like if you are the one providing it, it's a felony, not if you're the one, anybody who watches it, which is, that's the way that I read it. And I could be wrong in how I read it. So it's conflicting because some places it says that other places it just says if you did it, uh, if you are the person who distributed it, which that means if you're doing it on your phone and you're saying, hey, you want to watch this illegal pay-per-view fight, this this pirated pay-per-view fight, you just distributed it. And then if it's for private financial gain, well, we've seen that wording before in the crime bill. We've seen it a lot. They can pretty much call anything private gain. There's a lot of stuff they could call private gain. It doesn't just have to be that someone put money in your pocket. It could be like you stream out, uh, you know, you stream out a, a uh, uh, you know, a pay-per-view event and, uh, and, you know, people hit your cash app with a couple bucks to help pay for. Here's one. Um, hey, why doesn't everyone come over uh, and I'll, I'll stream the, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll illegally stream the, uh, such and such, but I use a service for that. Um, so, uh, oh no, here's one. Uh, I'm going to stream, uh, the pay-per-view fight on you on Facebook, but if everyone can chip in a little bit to help pay for my, my pay-per-view cost, and, uh, that would be private financial gain. You're now a federal felon, federal felon. a felon. Yep. You can lose and- your right to vote. You can be thrown in jail. You can have civil asset forfeiture where they come and take all your stuff. You can be denied your right to keep and bear arms. You can be denied your right to be able to get a business license or keep your occupational license. You can be told that you can't leave the state after you get out of jail or if you go straight into parole. 
You can be told you can't associate with any of the people that you did the streaming with. They can say whatever the hell they want because you're a federal felon. That's right. That is right. Um, and something I've seen people talking about memes. I don't know what that is in the bill. I've yeah, read, I've heard that it's that it also. I don't know if that's true or if that's an urban legend. I heard yeah. that that I think the reason they're saying this is because the European bill that supposedly was going to end memes in Europe and ended up it didn't go that way. But the way it was written, it could have made memes illegal if you used copyrighted content in them, which is all memes. All memes. But I, I believe that that ended up being ruled fair use. I don't know if that applies here, but that streaming thing, yeah, if you uh, make money as a gaming streamer and you forget to select the don't play copyrighted content and you stream that and you make money streaming, you just stream something illegally for private financial gain, which makes you a federal um, felon. That's right. Man, Twi- Twitch is going to get hit so hard on this. Twitch? Facebook is starting up their whole GG thing, whatever that is, with, where, where gamers, they're, they're encouraging gamers to do it on there. YouTube, they're all going to get hit with this stuff. Why would, why would anybody do it on Facebook? We make the least amount of money from Facebook. Supposedly, they have this stars program, and you, it's actually competitive, but I, I don't know. I, I really don't, I, I don't know much about it because I'm not a gaming streamer. Uh, but no, I mean, this is... This is potentially bad. I don't care what people say. Well, it's written. It's only going to go up to the big. That's what all laws. That's that's what they say say. that it says. All laws are enforced to best help the prison industrial complex, which isn't just the cottage industry built around uh, prisons. It's also, and and, you know, like we were talking about Cisco that provides the prison labor. Thank you so much. Prison food. What's that? Yeah. And the food and all that stuff. They they don't provide the labor. It's also, yeah. It's also the fact that prosecutors want to get all those, uh, they want to get all those, uh, uh, all those prosecutions so that they can, uh, so that they can, my wife has brought me another cable and we're going to find out if this, if this, please, please tell me that one works. But it's going to, uh, it's going to, um, you know, prosecutors want to be able to get lots of convictions for when they run for reelection or when they want to get, uh, promoted. And of course, where is that thing? There it is. And of course, cops. Cops want to have lots of callers uh, so that they can get promoted. And, uh, and you go with the low-hanging fruit. It's going to be a lot easier to go after the poor schmuck that you, uh, you, know, you were able to take his, his car and the little bit that he had in his bank account. So he, he pleads guilty uh, because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't have the ability to fight you. It's going to be a lot harder to do that than to deal with the uh, – um, I feel really good about this. I think it's going to work. Crap. And I, I'm like getting ready to turn my, my volume down over here because I'm afraid you're just going to blast me in the ears. Um, well, good news on that front. It looks like it's the mic. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Brutal. Now, the one thing that uh, Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate have been fighting for from the beginning, one of the reasons that a new stimulus bill took so long is because they wanted – coronavirus liability protection for businesses, meaning that if you go to a business and you catch coronavirus from being there, you're not, you're not going to, you can't sue the business. You can't sue the business for uh, opening up. That did not make it. Nope. That did not make it. So the one thing that they kept saying, Oh no, if you're not giving us this, we're not giving you anything. Didn't make it in. Yep. Of course not. Of Uh, course not. 
It also provides $16 million for vaccine development and distribution, along with funding coronavirus testing and contact tracing efforts. So... I'm listening. Go ahead. Are you, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, no, I'm listening. You have this look. Oh, you, I'm just devastated. My, my mic is kaput. Well... I'll try it later. Well, I just did that. It didn't work. It had a good four, 300 episode run. It had a good 300 episodes and it worked for Kennedy. That's honestly like right now, all I keep trying it to It worked tell for myself, your entire campaign. If this, it worked for the entire campaign. It worked in different locations. It worked great. It's not turning on. It's not, it's not that it's does. You can keep doing it if you want to. It's not that. Um, yes. Uh, this Oh, it's the guy. Shout out, shout out to my to my old homie Mike. Rest in peace. To Mike. You were you oh never forgotten. Yes, we are live on Periscope for everybody who is asking over there. Um big ups to the homie, my Mike. Big ups to the homie. But all that means is that if people were to donate at anchor.fm slash muddied waters, Spike could get a new mic. Spike, or Mike for Spike. Mike for Spike. We don't have a website. Hashtag Mike for Spike. M I C for S P I. Oh no, K E. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Uh, no. And, and uh, Mike for Spike. You two can help me, Spike Cohen, replace this microphone that I'm now going to hold like a like a baby that died in my arms. Um, that. So ascent a little bit, but we've done weirder things on this show. So <laughs> essentially for anybody out there, this bill, as all of you already know, is a terrible bill. It was an excuse for them to spend $2.3 trillion on things that the country doesn't want and the country doesn't need. We do not need, we do not need <laughs> to know the lineage of reincarnation for the Dalai Lama or to regulate it in any way, shape, or form. And then they went to the manger because there was no room at the end. If this would have happened at Easter slash Passover, would have been much more poignant. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you for working during Kennedy. You you, you have to be happy that it I at have, least lasted I, that can long. Can you imagine? I would not be hugging this thing if it hadn't worked during Kennedy. No, you'd be patching the hole where it went through your oh, drop. I would do oh. the wall. I would Kyle this thing right through the damn wall. Oh, man. Thank you. You got me to Kennedy. You got me to Kennedy, Mikey. Broke my heart. Never go against the family. Never go against the family. I whacked the mic. So, so stimulus spending, huh? So again, terrible bill. Some of you out there may get six hundred bucks. Some of you out there won't. A lot of you won't. And in a they put it in, in the spending bill that it was included in. Now I want like 
900 billion. This thing is $2.3 trillion. This isn't even half of the spending bill. This is less than half of the spending bill. Do you remember when a spending bill that was almost a trillion dollars would have been a scandal? It was an entire Obama ago. <laughs> like, we are exponential. We are literally adding an order of magnitude to the kind of spending bills. That just means another zero at the end, by the way, if you don't know what an order of magnitude is. Uh, we are adding a zero with each president at this point. Like this is where this is how hyperinflation eventually happens. And it doesn't happen right up front, but all of a sudden you go, Hey, why is everything way more expensive than it was last week? And then it becomes, Hey, why are you changing the price again? I just got here. Like it's, this is bad stuff. Imagine a situation where Joe Biden four years from now, <laughs> where Kamala Harris four <laughs> years from now is signing a bill with like a $23 trillion spending bill. $23 trillion. We need to and do it. have to do it. The Republicans are going, this is outrageous what they're spending. I won't agree to a penny more than $17 because I'm a fiscal conservative. Right. I believe... I'm not going to say that because I know that it said in our next segment. So I'm not going to say that line, but some good information is getting ready to come up to you now. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, I'm so excited for this next now. Uh, again, Spike's right. The, the Kamala Harris, 2025, it should, should that God awful thought actually happen could be signing spending bills for $25 trillion or Let's be fair. 12, 12, adding an extra zero. I don't know that it won't be 25. I don't, I don't know either. I mean, think about five more years of this crap. Cause they were already talking about, well, you know, we're going to have to shut everything down at least through 2021. What are you going to do to all the people whose lives are being ruined and telling them, well, it's okay. Just stay home and, and use, use DoorDash. Well, Putting aside the fact that DoorDash takes like a third of what the, the already struggling restaurants get, it's a total money suck to the to the actual companies, but they have to do it. Which is why when you order food on DoorDash or Uber Eats or any of the others, the food is so much more expensive, which means it's hurting you it's to hurting order you from them. And them. Who's going to bring you your DoorDash if we're all staying home? Yep. Like some of this stuff is just limousine liberalism. I hate to use that term because it's such a Republican term, but it's actually apropos here. Like it is just, well, just, this isn't even let use DoorDash and watch Netflix. It's like, <laughs> let, let them eat cake. Telecommute, bud. Like some, I mean, I do, right. but we, a lot of us can't. I say this as someone who ran a successful business that was largely telecommuting. I still understand that there are people who can't do that. You can't telecommute DoorDash. You can't telecommute making sure that the internet and the power and the cable and the water is on. You can't DoorDash working in retail. You can't DoorDash this or DoorDash. You can't telecommute this. You can't DoorDash it either. But you can't telecommute it. And it's no. just, you know, this is a serious virus. We need to take it seriously. Telling everyone to stay home 
forever indefinitely is not a serious response to anything. It is the response of a scared child. It is the response of a child who, for example, would ask, start a joke about, what was the joke? Hey, Matt, why would someone want to tear off their, their belly, button. belly button? Because they want because to be they dead. Want to die. <laughs> because they want to die. Because they want to be dead. They want to be dead. Yes. That's his girlfriend's son said that. Yeah, if, my, if, my was girlfriend. That, uh, was that David Jacob? Jacob. Jacob. Okay. If Jacob were to say, everyone stay home and just watch Netflix and use DoorDash, I would say, that makes sense. He's a kid. He's this four. This is grown-ass adult saying it. Just as seriously. And you know what? Jacob knows one thing uh, better than most four-year-olds, and that is taxation is theft. I know. You're, tre- you're teaching him well, and I love it. Yeah. Um, happy. So I don't even think he would even say, I don't even think he would say, uh, stay home and watch Netflix because you're going to be like, well, no, they're going to steal money from you. So. But I'm saying if he did, no, he's wise beyond his years, thanks to you. I'm saying if he did, if a kid oh, yeah. said that, I'd be like, yeah, that's appropriate. That makes sense that he'd say that. Good thing we're not going to do that, huh? Luckily, my four-year-old sat me down after the stimulus bill passed Congress, and he said, Matt, I don't like this because I feel as though this money was only garnered from the theft of the wages of the people in this nation, and then he wept. And then he wept. And then he wept. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Welcome (laughs) in Donald Trump's term. And then all the furniture clapped. (laughs) All the furniture, yeah, all the furniture clapped. Even the dog, the dog. The dog got up on its haunches <laughs> just and golf clapped golf clap slow clapped it slow clapped it. <laughs> yep speaking hashtag things that, that totally happened um so speaking of things that totally happened we got a video from santa claus we did we got a actual video i know what you're thinking you lying jew there's no santa claus <laughs> of course there's santa claus and I'm, that's really anti-semitic and weird that you'd say that but of course there's a santa claus and we know him. He's our friend. And we got a very special Christmas video from Liberty Claus. And now, a very special holiday message from Liberty Claus. Well, it's been a hell of a year for Liberty. We all know why. The state has taken on more power and authority than I ever thought possible. And duopoly has ever furthered their goals by politicizing it all. Everything, every bit of it. And some now are even calling for martial law. And then there's this disingenuous calls for unity. Unity, yeah. How stupid can they be? How stupid do they think we are? Unfortunately, there's a huge segment of the populace on both sides that seems to agree with one side or the other. It's been the most politically agenda-driven year in my lifetime. And it freaking sucks. It really freaking sucks. And the latest atrocity is this joint stimulus package. This joint stimulus package sending out $195 billion to all the citizens. At the same time, sending out $800 billion more in corporate subsidies and... Furtherance the growth of big government. That's going to put the national deficit right at $30 trillion. 
$30 trillion. And, but there have been some bright spots. The Libertarian Party supported a POTUS VP ticket that represented two distinct generations of Libertarians. And while it didn't garner the same sort of support in 2016, it still kicked ass with the second largest number of votes ever. <laughs> and amazingly, it received in some states the same number of vote differences between the duopoly candidates. Ho, 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 looking good for us. And then there are several down ballot candidates elected, state, uh, city council, things like that. Also a state representative in Wyoming, which was a great thing. And one that converted but me. But most particularly, we cannot forget Shane Hazel. Shane Hazel in Georgia, who, can you say U.S. Senate spoiler? <laughs> I knew you could. So, yeah, we had some real, did some real good there. You know, to wax a little serious, the promise this country once held hasn't been fulfilled. And all in all, I don't think we have shoved the needle far enough for liberty. There's still much to do. So I'll leave you with some words of my own as an explanation for some words from the founders. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Well, they should be, but they don't seem to be because too many prefer an agenda that all men are created equal. Well, that wasn't true then. And to a large degree, it's not true now. It was still limited then and now to a few. That we they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. This is true. But it's not something you can demand. And you might well have to fight for it. And that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's there for you to take, if you're willing to do so. Are you willing? He just checked for the feds. Now I want to be <laughs> for the remainder of the year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Blessed souls. Happy Kwanzaa, or whatever you care to celebrate this time of year. And remember, be kind, be loving, live how you want. Just don't take other stuff. Don't hurt others and don't take their stuff. And remember, let's make 21 and 2021 a kick-ass year for liberty. Much love, Liberty Cloud. I love that man so much. I, that man is, he legit, like I, I sent it to him as a joke sort of thing after he sent yeah, me yeah. the video. Uh, but I said, uh, you are a God among men. Um, so but much. he, he legitimately is a God among men. That, that man, he is so honest. He is caring. He is compassionate. He is everything that you look for in a human being. 
he legitimately like he is Santa Claus personified in the real world. And he he gives inspiration to the entire libertarian party. Like he gives inspiration to me daily. And I'm certain like during your campaign, there were words of wisdom and words of oh, encouragement. Gosh, yeah. Oh man. I lean on him so much. So many times he is, I, he truly one of, if not the greatest libertarian activist alive, in my opinion. I agree. I agree because he is, he has a gift that a lot of people don't have besides being incredibly principled besides being incredibly articulate and incredibly thoughtful and incredibly kind and incredibly giving that man has helped so many people that you'll never know because he doesn't want people to know it was him, but he has helped so many, people. so many people besides all of that. He brings joy. Like if absolutely, were, if Tom, or if you know the concept that we think of as kids is what Santa is supposed to be is who Tom Arnold is every single day of the year. Um, yes. I have known him. I've had the pleasure of knowing him for the better part of four or five years now. And I just, I, I'm going to tear up. I, uh, he is, I have never known him to not be kind and gracious and loving and caring. Yes. And, uh, it means the world to me to have him as a friend and uh, and for all of you who do know Tom and who have the pleasure and the, the honor to get to know him, you know everything I'm saying is 100% correct. There are very few people that you'll never meet anyone who has a, a crossword to say about them. Uh, if there is anyone who has anything bad to say about Tom, I either don't know they exist or they'd never dare say it to me um, because he's just... I don't think they would dare say it to anybody because if you say if you were to say a bad word about Tom, and I don't know how anybody would be able to... What would you say? One, what would you say? And if you say it, you're going to say it to somebody who that is going to upset royally. Like, the man jokes about dating my wife, and I'm like, hey, you know what? So be it. He jokes, about, he jokes about dating my girlfriend, and I'm like, you know what? So be it. Man. If it's you, I can't, I can't be she mad. I love worse. You're, I told she, my wife, I said, you could do much worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> much worse. You've proven that. <laughs> so for about 10 years for about 13, actually <laughs> 13 uh, on, on contract for 10. Um, so anyway, um, so who's a lion Jew now, folks <laughs> told you we knew Santa Claus. We know so, Santa. That was a really cool uh, uh, segment with Santa. And now on to an also very cool segment, the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor, call-in moment. We should have put a Santa hat on Chris crap. Where we talk, uh, where we answer the questions that come in uh, when people go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and press the leave a message button, uh, they can leave I think a it's whole just message. bunch of messages here, it looks like. Yay. Yay. Yeah bunch of them uh, and real- so uh you can leave messages you can also make a a ho-ho donation to <laughs> you could deck the halls with bows of money by clicking on the uh what is it donate money get donate button Don- money it's donut it says i think it says related. donate Donate, you can donate, you can give money to us. But you don't, we'd love for you to. 
you do not have to give money to us to leave messages and for us to answer them. We'll just like you more if you do. That's true. Now, real quick, before we get to the Matt Hicks power hour of drunkenness, um, I was asked to uh, mention, uh, did you use the word republicrat on mainstream media? I think so, yes. Because I'm getting a lot of messages saying, Spike used Republicrat on mainstream media, and it was awesome. I think, yes, because we were talking about the surveillance state, I think, uh, related to Edward Snowden, that the Republicrats, I think, that was when. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of people saying he did. I saw it. Yep. Okay, I just. I look like Bernie Sanders with this. (laughs) Like, if you take, if you make it where you can't see that, it looks like. I'm going to, we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to take your, we're going to, we're going to take your money. We're going to take your money and we're going to give it to the other guy. Because they do more things and that's unacceptable. Oh, wow. We're going to stop doing that. Wow. I really kind of do. Why do I look like Bernie Sanders, Matt? Well, do you want me to answer that? Don't answer that. (laughs) I was going to say, if you want me to answer that, I will. We know, we know. And I even have family in New, in uh, Vermont. So anyway, we have this segment where we answer questions from people. It's really fun. We're going to get started now so I can stop thinking about the fact that I look a lot like Bernie Sanders. Like a lot. Spike Sanders. I'm just going to start. Start. Yeah. This is Will McElveen calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal attendry attorney. Damn, I can't even speak. Anchor call in moment. TM. So, I have a couple questions. You know, I am close to Spike in Florence, South Carolina. And we definitely represent all that they did over this past election cycle. My question is, though, what are some good podcasts that y'all listen to outside of this, out of your own? And I know y'all have answered that before, but I can't find those answers. Secondly, what do you all think about Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona, possibly? I haven't heard from Chris Reynolds in a while with yeah. a good soccer question, so I figured I'd pose that to y'all. Hash guy, guy on phone. So, I don't uh, as, as far as, uh, Leon, as Messi leaving Barcelona, if, if the, it happens, it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen. I know he's asked for it, whatever. Uh, he will probably end up in Manchester, uh, Man City. Um, should he leave Barcelona, he will destroy his legacy. He won't be considered like one of the great ones, whatever. Um, he'll make a lot more money for a short period of time, and then he'll be able to retire. Now, podcasts. Uh, some of my favorite ones are uh, Unattended Baggage with uh, Adrian Wiley and Alexander Snicker. Uh, Adrian Wiley ran for governor of Florida, libertarian governor at the time. I don't think this is still true, but at the time he was the, he got the most votes of any libertarian running for that position nationwide, I believe. Uh, And Alexander Snicker ran as a libertarian for Senate against Marco Rubio the year that Rubio uh, won his freshman term. 2010, yeah. yeah. 2010. Um, and 
uh, great guys. I'm, I'm friends with both of them and they put on a really good show. Uh, I also listened to political orphanage by Andrew Heaton, who is yes. a very funny man. Very did funny. My, did you hear, did you watch my episode? With Andrew Heaton? Yeah. No, I didn't know you political did an orphanage. episode. I'm going to have to find that. I didn't know you did that. Um, lo- love me some Andrew Heaton. Uh, he's actually been on this program twice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, once on this program and once on the writer's block. But great guy. Um, those are the two big ones. Uh, living, fr- living free in Tennessee, I think is one that I listened to. Um, that one's more, I started listening to it when I was in Tennessee. Um, and... Yeah, and then other than that, I listen to a lot of stuff from the left and the right that I'm not going to advertise here. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts except my own, and well, in this one, I do listen to some. This um, is still like this is yours. Yeah, I listen to this one. I listen to when uh, Jason does his. Does Mister America? Yeah, America I listen to that one when Jason does. I, I listen to those. I wish he'd start again so I could listen to those. Um, that was how I used to do show prep some weeks. I would listen to his Monday show and I would know what to talk about. He's good. He is so good. He is good. He is so good. Come back, Jason. Jason, um, get back. And uh, I'm really excited about the possibility of Kim Ruff starting a podcast. Um, uh, here, another friend of ours that has a podcast uh, by the name of Remzo Martinez, uh, accomplished uh, author. Uh, he has a podcast called I Worship Satan. Uh, and all of his, and, uh, and, and all of his uh, evil works, I endorse fully. Um, that's a fun one. Um, that's I believe that's what it's Caleb, called. Uh, Caleb Franz. Caleb Franz. Uh, I don't know if he still does his, but he had one called Mill Liberty. Oh, Mill Liberty. Mill Liberty, and it was really good. He is that. He is young. He is super young. He is probably only like twenty three or four at this point. He's like and 15. He, yeah, he looks 15. Um, what was it he said in that video that I sent to you? Oh my gosh, fuck. Or gosh, gosh damn it, fuck. God, yeah. Gosh, damn it, fuck. That's the name um, of the show. Yeah, Lions of Liberty is another great one. Um, most people have them ranked as a better libertarian podcast another than us. Another great show that I forgot I was supposed to be on is uh, uh, Drunken Disorderly Liberty. I had originally scheduled Oh, D&D. Yeah, they're good yeah, too. Yeah, I forgot. I got so caught up with the Kennedy thing. Then we had to reschedule this. Forgot Drunken Disorderly Liberty. They've told me that once I'm done with this, I can join them if they're still on. So we'll see if they're still on. They said they're going to stay real late. So we'll see. Hopefully they're staying on really late and I can jump in for a little bit there since I'm dressed like Santa. Uh, Aaron Ladd, we are on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. We are on Spotify. I know because I follow us there. Boom. So, uh, and uh, here's the next question from Mick McAlvey. Can I finish? Can I finish? So y'all are about to cut me off with your minute time limit. This is Will McElveen again on the Chris Reynolds personal attorney. God, I cannot say that shit. Jesus. Personal injury attorney anchor call-in moment. Anyway, I just wanted to hit y'all with can I finish? Can I finish? Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, Pop man. A bad dude. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Guy on. Listen, listen, America needs us to be 
ready to go to the future because we're going to reach out. And I had a nurse at, at uh, I had a nurse. nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would bend down and oh, whisper God. in my ear wow. and go home and get me pillows. They would make oh, sure God. they'd actually probably nothing ever taught in uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make oh, me God. move to get get me moving. Come on, man. Come on, man. Okay, last one. William McElveen here. I'm going to try and get it right this time. On the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney anchor call-in moment, TM. (laughs) Also just wanted to let you all know that I did message Spike some, uh, some reputable sources that will actually customize mint or customize and mint personalized coins. Um, they come in silver, gold, copper, however you want to do them. But I probably would buy one if not two or three because I love silver. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for all y'all do. And guy on left, we love you, buddy. Just as much as we love Spike, we love you. All right. Thank you. Bye. So Spike and I were actually having a conversation about this two nights ago. This is why I need to check my Facebook inbox. It's just, I'm very popular. (laughs) I'm such a busy man. I'm so busy. Everybody loves me. And so I try my best to keep up, but you know how it is. (laughs) No, I I don't know if you know, I ran for vice president and I was so busy. I'm a big man now. I'm I'm also Jewish. I've got so much happening. Kennedy is probably in my DMs right now saying how fantastic that. Are you going to do the thing with it? Okay, good. I'm getting Uh, your hair down. The hair down thing. I don't do that anymore, by the way. But anyway, whatever. That's so. Hashtag hair hair down for Spike. Hair down for Spike. Um, So, yeah. So anyway, so I try to keep up with my inbox at least every like week or so. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Clearly, Will has given me something incredibly useful that's just sat there. I'm sorry, Will. Uh, But we will we will definitely look into that. Thank you. Uh, Here's one more from Will. He said he was done. He said he said he was done. Liar. Done. All right, Will McElveen again, because I forgot to log out with my call sign. Guy, not, or shit, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all, I've been smoking a little pot. <laughs> Hashtag guy on phone. Jesus, we finally got it right. Love y'all, buddy. Bye. Hashtag we love guy. you too. You actually haven't gotten this right yet, though. It's yeah. the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor column. You got close. One time you called it the Chris Reynolds attorney at law personal injury attorney anchor call-in moment. All the words were correct. They were just... What, what I will say is, I don't believe anybody has gotten it right. Matt Hicks got it right one time. Did he? I think accidentally. Probably. It's Matt Hicks, I'm certain. And then I think there was an actual... There was someone who doesn't regularly leave questions who got it right. That and also... I was like, wow. But I might be making that up. So anyway. that w- Was that the guy that was like super nice to us and saying like we emote positivity brag something yes the one that said that i was the brains of muddied waters yes yeah my favorite my favorite calling ever yeah that guy yeah Yeah, loved him so so here are some from kenneth is it ebel or ebel 
We're gonna he's go gonna he's team. gonna say it. Oh, okay. And I know he's gonna say it. Hello, Matthew and Jeremy. Uh, this is once again Kenneth Ebel. Uh, I want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year's, Feliz Navidad, and etc. Uh, anyhow, uh, just want to let everyone know, if you guys don't know, there's an option on anchor.fm that allows you to donate $5 a month, like a monthly subscription. That's the equivalent of a Chalupa box or something like that once a month. Maybe consider doing that for a little Christmas gift for uh, Matt and Spike here. For all they do for the uh, for the Liberty Movement and for this podcast that they do freely. Oh, I'm running out of time. Goodbye. He Listen said to Kenneth us. Ebel. Listen to Kenneth Ebel. That man, he has got great ideas. That is a man that is forward thinking as fuck. That's a man who you should listen to him. Uh, yes. Here's another one from Kenneth Ebel, who you should listen to unreservedly. Okay, howdy. Here's the the question I had for you guys today. So, um, Trump just signed a bill that would force uh, foreign stocks to accept a U.S. audit, or they would be removed uh, from the New York Stock Exchange uh, three years after denying an audit from the U.S. Uh, this bill was passed with uh, flying by bipartisan support, and uh, it's mainly pointed at China, obviously, because they do not allow the U.S. to audit their businesses. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about this? I've been asked a couple questions about this, and uh, it's difficult because on one side you could see, yeah, we have um, the right to know, one, where stocks are coming from, and if they're a responsible business, and I'm out of time. Yeah, so I actually, I don't think anyone should be subjected to audits by the United States government, including American companies. If you are doing business in the United States, you should be, I, you know, I, I have to read more about this before I can. I've heard of this. I knew the basics of it, but I haven't, I honestly have not read it enough to give uh, um, a solid opinion. My initial response is, I don't think anyone should have to be subjected to an audit, but I think that it is, my initial response is that if you're doing business in America, you should be having to have to be subject to the same regulations and so forth that that are happening here. But then the flip side of that is, the flip side of that is that I wouldn't want the U.S. government to be regulating companies that are doing like their business back in the country. So I guess the, the weird area becomes they're auditing their practices in their country. I don't know. I have to read more about it before I can I can say for certain. And one of the big one of the big things about this bill uh, is they're targeting companies primarily that would help fund um, like the Chinese military or foreign militaries. Okay. Or perceived threat militaries. Um, so they're sort of using it as a defense, as a defense thing. Yeah, uh, but and how much of that is the pretext behind why they're doing it? But really, this just allows them to target all foreign company. I, again, 
I, I'm not even necessarily saying that I'm against, even if that's, you know, the, the, the pretext is flimsy. I'm not sure I'm against the, wow, I look like Bernie Sanders. I'm not sure that I'm against the idea of making companies that are doing business here. I don't know. I'm talking myself out of it as I'm saying it. I, I, I really, like I said, I got I to read more about it. I, th- I think it depends it, more on, on, on what exactly the auditing practice is. I think if it's an open-ended audit, then probably not because that would, it's a, a slippery slope there is any business that does business, including selling stuff in the U.S., would be subjected to U.S. government audits. Like I, I, I don't like so that. For, so for trans- transparency, uh, he told me he was going to be asking this question. Okay. And I did like some research on it. And I'm at the same spot you are even after researching it where I'm like, I really depends. A lot of this really depends. Now, do I think that if you're going to be trading it on the U S stock exchange, that you should be held to the same rules that American companies are? Yeah. I don't think American companies should be held to those rules. So why am I rooting for that for somebody else? That's exactly. And then also, it opens up the idea that do American companies that are listed on other comp- other countries' exchanges, are they uh, subject to being audited by foreign countries? I, I right. think there's just a lot more I need to know. I mean, my initial response as a freaking ANCAP is no. I don't the government should be doing less of that. When I hear, did you hear that this company has found a loophole around paying tax? Good, good. Let's all do that too. Let's expand that loophole. So no one's paying taxes. Like I'm, so I'm the wrong one to. So I, I ah, man, it's a tough one. I, I, it, it really comes down to: Am I more concerned about equal protection and equal responsibility, or am I more concerned about people just being able to get out of government control? I kind of lean in towards the anti. As I'm more talking more about it, I'm talking myself into a no. I don't support it. But again, I got to read more about it. Right. So. All right, here we go. Now we get to the good stuff. Well, I, I don't know. Kenneth Ebel's stuff was good stuff. But now we get to the Matt Hicks stuff. So here we go. Hello, guy on left and guy on right. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the anchor. No, no. Calling in on the uh, Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law anchor call in moment. TM. Uh, this question is for Spike and Matt. Please feel free to weigh in on this as well. Um, I know that you um, very recently did an appearance on uh, uh, a certain television show, um, network news show. Some people may have heard about this. Um, It was Fox News, Fox Business News, excuse me. Um, And since they have a reputation for um, some inappropriate conduct and lawsuits and stuff like that related to it, I just want to know, did anybody touch you? Hashtag Loser Legend. <laughs> no, but that's funny. I was at my house, so. Wait, do you mean did that, anyone touch me? I was going to say, that doesn't change the answer. It kind of does. Well, I mean, if somebody did, somebody did. No one at Fox News Corporation at News Corp go. touched me. So I got that going for me. Which is nice. I got some other stuff going for me too. But anyway, so that yeah, no, no I was treated well. Yeah, I was on a, I was on a show, Matt, called Kennedy. I 
I have heard of this show. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I've so, seen it multiple times, actually. Yeah. So, side note, I liked Kennedy as a VJ growing up and watching MTV. So we've come full circle. I, was just, I wanted so, to get a chance to tell her that, but it was a six-minute interview. I didn't know when I got, I want to do it on MTV. Right, right before, uh, right before this show started, I was talking with uh, Stephen uh, Bowman here at Timecode Productions. Which, uh, just if anybody wants to know, fantastic yes. video production company, great studio. Uh, great studio. Uh, we may, uh, if you look behind me, behind the narwhal that is now there, uh, there are some awards that they've recent that they've won for a recent film, short film that they came out with. Um, they do great, great work, uh, and we may. We will not be showing that before in episode, but we may be showing one of their short films as the closing of an episode in the uh, in the near future. Oh, cool! Um, and it is one that a certain person that you all tune into regularly may have written. Oh, that's so. Cool. Yeah, so. Um, Tune in for that. Uh, they do great work here. Uh, like sitting here in the studio is just amazing. Um, but I was talking to Stephen Bowman and I was like, he was like, so uh, Spike's going to be on uh, Fox Business. And I said, yeah, he's going to be on Kennedy. And he looked at me for a long time and he, he had this look of, there's no way. It's not the same Kennedy. And I said, no, it's the same Kennedy. Oh, from, yeah, 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 it's yeah, the same yeah. Ke- Kennedy from MTV. And he's like, you have got to be kidding me. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why is she doing that now? I was like, you know what? She has a huge following. She is a massive libertarian and she is loved by liberty minded people. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, she's mildly Trumpy on a couple things, but not really like, she's but not pretty, really. She's pretty down the line. A libertarian work, work, buddy. Just let it go. So <laughs> I was on Kennedy. And no one can take that from me. And the mic worked for Kennedy. Thank God. Right. Thank God. Can you? And apparently, she asked you to come back on. Yes, she did. She said, "Come." She, it actually confused me. So if you watch it at the end, I'm kind of like, because she goes, "I'm talking," and she goes, "Yep, absolutely." Spike, come back. And I went. I'm thinking like we lost connection. Your mic so went I'm out. Like, and then I realized she's saying, "Come back on the show." So I said, "I'd be happy to." But at first, I'm like. Took me a minute, but yes, I'd be happy to come back on Kennedy because you know I like going on other people's podcasts or shows or whatever. Like you know, it's cool. I like to do that. I like to you know sprinkle a little spike love around to all the different shows out there. It's just a you know it's a neat little thing I do. Catch Spike every month on Kennedy. I we'll see. We'll see if it turns into a thing. But no, Elizabeth Coke. No Elizabeth Coke. Elizabeth Cokeyard said your mic did its job until it's dying breath. Way more loyal than Trap's microwave. That's cold. It's true, but it's cold. Here we go. Boys, boys, boys. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney, attorney at law anchor call in moment. I just wanted to give you guys an update on how my weekend went. Um, so my wife and I, we went to the beach and we got to hang out with Spike and Tasha and Spike's mom, Trish, who is a delight. 
It seems to be a family trait. Uh, let's see. What did we do? We went to the aquarium. Skips a generation. And Ripley's Believe It or Not. A lot of long walks on the beach and all that sort of stuff. We had a really good time. It was fun. Um, I recommend that all of you, every last <laughs> one of you people listening, stop barking at me. Every last one of you people listening, make plans to spend a weekend with Spike and Tasha at the beach. That's all I got. Hashtag laser legend. He's not wrong, folks. I have had the uh, pleasure of spending a weekend at, uh, at at the old Cohen household. And you get to hang out with Spike's mom, which honestly... Well, so is this so that's tough. I don't, I don't know. I don't know which one's better hanging out with Tasha or hanging out with your mom. Like that's, that's tough. That's really tough. It is. And I'm that's not hard. Sure to, I mean, I guess I'm supposed to say my wife, but I, I love my mom too. I'd have to go with my wife, but I love my mom. Uh, and I do like hanging out with her. So Matt and, and, and Don, his wife, they got to hang out. So the resort they were staying at, my mom was staying there for a couple of weeks too. So they got to hang out with her at the resort on the ocean. So that was pretty cool. Um, hashtag laser legend. Uh, so here's the next one from, uh, from Matt Hicks. Hello, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in again on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney. Attorney at law anchor call in moment. TM. Just want to clarify something. Uh, as you could tell uh, by my voice right now i'm I'm not drunk i'm not messed up at all i'm probably gonna get a little bit high later just well, that seems like the thing to do um but i just wanted to let you know i'm sure you probably spoke about it in between my calls yeah i was drunk drunk at the beach like a couple of times i got we were there for four nights or four days something like that i got really really drunk two of those days um in keeping with my tradition kind of an every other day thing so yeah that's about it that's all I got. Hashtag loser legend. I like that he wanted to make sure that we knew he got drunk over the weekend. Well, just in case you were you were with him, weren't you? So I was I was with him Friday and Sunday. On Saturday, I went up to Rock Hill and did the uh, the event that I did, where I was, uh, folks. I I went to uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, on Saturday, and I uh, I was uh, I spoke at the um, York County uh, Libertarian meeting, uh, which had a record turnout. And, uh, and then I was the, the judge at a children's talent competition. Because if anyone knows whether your children have talent or not, it's this guy right here. And so uh, it was really nice. They, the kids were cute. They sang uh, different songs. And one was a stand-up comedian who had some oddly racist jokes for an eight-year-old, but okay. And, uh, and uh, a, a lovely young lady by the name of Camiria. Uh, Kamaria uh, saying a, uh, a million little pieces from The Greatest Showman, and she won. Uh, so congratulations to her. And then on Sunday morning, I came back and hung out with Matt. So I hung out Friday and Sunday, and then on Saturday, they he and he and Don hung out together. So we now have some very short messages, and I think we're going in a in a Hicksian direction. Hey, guy on left and Spike Cohen. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the anchor. God damn it. There we go. Hey, Matt and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the anchor. Of God, son of a. Okay. And then we got. Hey, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds anchor. 
son of a bitch. And then finally. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is Matt Hicks calling in on the Chris Reynolds personal injury attorney. Attorney at law, anchor call in moment, TM. With your. Can you get that right? Yeah, no, no. New segment that I just made up right now called the Weekly Shitty Movie Review by Matt Hicks. So my wife and I just sat down and watched the uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band movie starring the Bee Gees with Peter Frampton as Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And I got to tell you, this movie was fantastical. First of all, you get to watch Alice Cooper take a pie to the face. Second of all, uh, Peter Frampton... Uh, kills Steven Tyler in, an, in a, a weirdly homoerotic fight. And um, Billy Preston plays the literary trope of the magical Negro who comes along and fixes everything that white people mess up. 1010 would recommend. Hashtag loser legend. There's a Beatles movie that's starring the Bee Gees and Peter Frampton as the Beatles. No, they, they as, play as Sergeant Pepper and the as Lonely Sergeant Heart Pepper and the Lonely Heart Club's band. Oh, okay. Uh, God, I saw that movie. <sighs> so long ago, I can't even say that number out loud because that would age me. Um, but God, I saw that movie a long, long, long time ago. And oh, where go, go ahead. And it is uh, when I saw it, it was. I really liked it, but I was way too young to understand anything, but I could see how it could be a terrible, terrible movie. So people are asking about the hot dog story. I will say uh, before, before you get and did you get a message from him? No. He sent me a message saying he's going to make a video with the hot dog story. He hasn't done it yet, but we will be having that maybe next week for the end of the, for the 2020 wrap up. I hope so. Cause I know it and it's great. So the hot dog story is coming. Um, the hot dog story is coming. Uh, so don't worry. Jimmy, Jim, Jim Lee, Jimmy Lee, uh, designated survivor. Let me really quickly break this down. It is a um, terribly written, awful ripoff of 24. It is just terrible. It has. It was like they wanted to get all of David Caruso one-liners from um, CSI, and he was on CSI initially, right? I think so. Uh, from CSI, and uh, give them all to Kiefer Sutherland who uh, is somehow the president in a way that I guess makes some sure. Um, but the show is, the show is not good. I got so excited when I heard about it and it is not good. And I did see that uh, my, that super fan, Sarah Andereg, my lovely and beautiful and wonderful and also oh perfect partner um, said that tenant is awful. Uh, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, there is not as much character development as you normally see in a Chris Nolan movie, uh, but you, you're going to have to watch it t 
twice to understand it at least. Yes. So I'm reading, I'm reading this thing. Someone asked, said Trump refused to sign the stimulus check. Uh, what do we think about it? So he didn't refuse to sign it. He's saying he'd rather sign it with $2,000, uh, a $2,000, uh, payment instead of a $600 payment. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is saying, uh, that she would agree to the $2,000 increase, but it sounds like that's it. And he's saying he just wants the 2000. She's saying she'll add the 2000. So my this best guess is that it's just, he's going to sign it. He's going to sign it. I, my best guess is he's going to sign it. I think that Nancy Pelosi just called his bluff and he's going to sign it. But who knows? They might change it to 2000. I really don't know. I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? But just uh, on it, my first, I would have said, yeah, he's absolutely going to. He had nothing to do with these negotiations. He just said, I want a stimulus bill. I want a stimulus bill. I want a stimulus bill. Now that it's been presented, he's going, oh, the 900 should be more. So who knows? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, so that was the Chris Reynolds segment. Uh, and we do have one more segment. We're going to talk about a Christmas miracle. A Christmas Hanukkah. It's a Christmas it, and Hanukkah miracle. miracle. It's a holiday miracle. It's a holiday spectacular. It's, it, is the, it is the holiday gift to libertarians everywhere this year. Yes. An ATF agent was tased by two police officers and is now suing for excessive use of force. That's him right there. So this is a, I love. This is such a, I love that story. This story is so good. This story is amazing. Let me get him real close. This is him right here. This guy right here. Got agent James Burke. James Burke got tased for refusing to comply with the officer's lawful orders and waiting to fight it in court. Yep. Now the lawsuit that, or sorry, James Burke went to a home, went to a home and uh, to retrieve a shotgun from someone who was not permitted to have a firearm based on the law that we don't agree with. Uh, Based on the law, he was not permitted to have a firearm. Um, Now, according to the lawsuit, Burke was in his normal work attire, which you just saw, uh, with his credentials in a pocket and an ID card around his neck. I'm not, I I can't see it in that picture. Um, Yeah, you can't really see it in that picture, which is why I'm going to say he's lying. He may not have had that. I don't know. Might be lying. Now, when Burke knocked on the door of the home, a person inside called 911 and read the dispatcher Burke's badge number while refusing to open the door. He read him his badge number? Yeah. Burke said the dispatcher told the 911 caller not to answer the door and dispatch Columbus police officers Joseph <laughs> Fye and, and Kevin Winchell. When Faye arrived at the scene, Agent Burke stood outside the home's 
front door and waved the officer over to where he was standing, even though Agent Burke had both his hands raised and had represented that he is a federal agent. Officer Fahey immediately drew his weapon and pointed it while simultaneously screaming at Burke to get on the ground. Now, if this sounds like something that may have happened to, mm, I don't know, any citizen out there anywhere. Yep. And every single one of them would be like, this isn't fair. I'm just trying to explain my position, but get greeted with that. Well, hmm. We would be none too happy about that. <laughs> now, the lawsuit goes on to say Burke told uh, Fahey and Winchell that his credentials were in his pocket. Uh, Fahey pointed his firearm at Burke for more than 90 seconds, according to the lawsuit, uh, before both officers, Fahey and Winchell, climbed on his back while violently twisting and pulling his arms to handcuff him. Police officers violently twisting someone's arm to try to handcuff them. My goodness. I feel like we've talked about a situation similar to this only a few weeks ago where that happened to a young man with schizophrenia inside a convenience store who died. And they said that no excessive force. uh, Actually, initially they said that, but they did overturn that one. They did overturn that one. Now, the officers also used a taser on Burke multiple times while he was face down and not evading arrest, according to the lawsuit, before handcuffing Burke and placing him in the back of a cruiser, a process that involved pulling him into the car because the seatbelt was in the way. They pulled him through a seatbelt. Pulled him through the seatbelt, poor guy. Um, After about an hour during which Burke said he was denied water and frequently disparaged to everyone in earshot. Wait. <laughs> they didn't give him water for an hour. They didn't give him water for and an they hour. Said mean things about they him. said mean things about the ATF agent. Now, the lawsuit said body cameras captured much of the incident and that footage was shared with CPD for no... <laughs> For no apparent reason. And here, you we will never see this video. Ever. If we do, just God bless. We will have a special episode. Oh, we will that show that. We will just show that repeat. If they happen to release that tomorrow or the day after, I will put that on for 10 hours straight on muddied waters. And it will just play continuously all day long. And everybody can just tune in and spend their Christmas watching an ATF agent get tased by CPD. Now, (laughs) which is why they'll never release it because it's porn. (laughs) It is. It's libertarian porn. It's libertarian porn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, He has since Burke has since moved to an administrative role because he (laughs) <laughs> because the incident and injuries, both physical and psychological, he says that he suffered. He is no longer able to go out into the field. Boo freaking who. Um, so guys, I'm going to real quick, you know, I'm often told that I give the police too hard of a time when it comes to the way that they conduct themselves while they're serving and protecting us out on the, 
out on the, the streets of, in this case of Columbus, Ohio. Great place. I've been there a few times uh, campaigning. Beautiful, beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio. And I'm going to give him a chance. First of all, this is, but this is the only photo we have to work with, so you're going to see it a lot. Yeah. So first of all, he claims, right? He claims, well, I guess he claims that he didn't, that he had his ID around his his neck. Well, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see no. Look, I'm gonna get real close right here. Hold on, let me get it up. So I don't see any ID here. Hmm. That's true. Hmm. Mm. That is a valid point. There is no ID in that picture. So, sounds like someone might be lying to the boys in blue. Then they tell him to get on the ground, and instead he's like, I'm a federal agent. You you can see him walking towards, not complying with officer demands. Look, he's got a thing in his hand. God knows what that is. It also says that even though Agent Burke had both hands raised, what does that look like to you? That's not raised. That's not raised. Easily reach a firearm. Look at look at his left uh, on your right side if you're watching this. But his left hand, very close to his hip. Very close. It looks like he's waving his arms. Frankly, I mean, it's hard to tell, but you can picture this like kind of, you know, kind of (laughs) waving, right? Like, hey, I do what I want. I'm I'm a man of the law. You can't tell me nothing. I can see that totally. I don't have to listen to you. Columbus. I don't have to listen to y'all. I look at me. I'm a federal agent. And, you know, and then he gets, and then he gets, you know, they're trying to legally give him lawful orders legally, and he's not complying. He is resisting lawful, legal, lawful law enforcement orders that are lawful and legal. And he is, and, and then what? Then they don't know what he's got on him. He could have the gun he could have a like a nunchucks or a knife some real like a some kind of really nasty nasty knife right he could have something on him and so what do they do they try to get his arms behind him so that he's no longer a danger to himself or others look at ah and so then they get his arms behind his back finally and then they get him into the car and oh, there was a seatbelt in the way. Well, you know what? Maybe you should have thought of that when you could have complied. You could have complied fought it in court. Fight it in court. You could have right? complied with the orders Stop. and fought it in court. You know the law. You aren't special, snowflake. You can't just expect everyone to cater to you. They don't know what you could have on you, and they're just trying to get home to their families. And so then he's in the police department and he wants to be such a jerk to him that they go, fine, you're going to have to wait an hour for water. I haven't had water in an hour, I think, at this point. I'm parched all of a sudden, really bad. Right. But, um, but so, and then and they disparaged him. What? Did they say, did they call him a, 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 a poo-poo head? Did they say he was, you know, maybe next time? You know what they probably said? They said, next time, don't resist arrest, buddy. And that hurt his feelings. And so now he's wasting taxpayer dollars suing the people whose job it is to keep us safe at night. 
and look at it. And in the middle what of the day. Mess. Because no. you wouldn't back the blue and listen to the law officers order. Put their lives on the line every, every single, single day, day to protect us. Their lives. They are saving your life actively right now. You're welcome. So this lawsuit has many potential ramifications. It does. So many. Like a lot. Like a lot. So it's a federal agent going to federal court who's going to be saying this is excessive force. And he's going to be asking a federal court to deny qualified immunity to these two cops. Now, this story, unfortunately, unfortunately, sounds all too familiar. (laughs) Next time, call a crackhead. Oh, fuck, Caitlin. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who? they're going to be at, he's he's asking them to deny qualified immunity to uh officers Joseph Fahey and Kevin uh Winchell um what happens if the feds decide to go with that if a if the judge says cuz there cuz be imagine being a judge right now especially a law and order judge <laughs> one of these justices that's known for siding with the law which one? You see, they're going, fuck. Like, he didn't, com- he, and they can say he didn't comply. And they'll have the video. <laughs> they'll have the video. They'll have the video. Right. That their claiming shows that he was being a prick about it. But he's a federal yeah, agent. He's a fed. He's Who a fed he? boy. Legally carrying out, we presume, legally carrying out a federal gun confiscation. Right. <laughs> and just to pr- <laughs> I didn't know that the person who called 911 read the badge number to the dispatcher. That's what the lawsuit says. I haven't heard I haven't heard the 911 call. I don't know. Like none of this stuff is getting released. I one call, and I want the body cam footage. I want it now for my eye holes to look at it. So and, and my ear holes to and hear because I, I want to. I want to. Taste I, it. I want to put this on a fucking IMAX and just put it on the biggest screen possible. I will get VR goggles just to experience. <laughs> to put your hands down, like this is. So anyway, the uh, judge, what are you going to do? Are you going to say this was excessive? Are you going to say this was excessive? Because I've got easily, easily a dozen cases that we have talked about on this show that are so much worse. Way worse. People died. So much worse. So if this happens... This means there are essentially three things that can happen. The judge can say, this wasn't excessive. Federal agents now can risk having the police fuck them up bad and then make fun of them and release the footage for no apparent 
purpose in between them to make fun of them even more. That can happen. Would I'd hate to be a federal agent. Were that the case, the Please other thing they can do is the judge can say, or they can refuse to hear it, which same thing, same thing. Uh, or the judge can go, no, this was excessive opening up a whole bunch of other cases, current ones and all those future ones where they'll be able to point at this and say, you said that even in the course of someone who was not, you know, complying fully that you can't just openly use force against them. Or they can say it's excessive force, but only if you're a federal agent. Oh man, if they decide oh god, if they decided that. Which violates the equal protection clause. Cause again, it wasn't about whether his job was legal or not. There have been many times that police officers have used excessive force against people who weren't doing anything wrong and were well within their legal bounds of what they were doing. This would be, is it only excessive if they are federal agents? And that is as blatant a violation of the concept of the very reason for the concept of equal protection, which was to make it so that there wasn't a separate set of rules for enforcers of the government. And for politicians and everything else. Now, we, we clearly have that thanks to immunity. But this would just straight up be not just immunity, but no, you get protection if you're a federal agent. You do not if you're not a federal agent. Right. So there's a lot of fun there's stuff that can happen. There's a lot that can – there is so many different things that can happen from this. And I am here – I am here for all of it the same way I am here for Justin Amash. Just – yes blowing the libertarian load all over Congress right before he leaves. Just, just, uh, yeah. So I hope that they say this was excessive force. Period. Period. That would be the best outcome for millions of Americans who routinely are abused and defrauded and robbed and beaten and sometimes killed by police officers most often people that are marginalized, people that are poor, people that are working class, people that are people of color, uh, women, gender and sexual minorities, the whole thing. Th- this is, that would be the best outcome overall. The one that would have a hell of a silver lining to it was if they would say it was an excessive force just to keep with the precedent that's been set, Mm. thereby subjecting federal agents across the country to the very real possibility of having police officers treat them the same way they treat the rest of us, which is. That, that is like the silver medal with the silver lining on the silver medal, because it's not the ideal that we would want. No, but God, there's, there's something about eight, something about ATF agents going to houses in fear, in fear, in fear, because yeah. they might be in an area where cops are like, no, you can't take that guy's gun. Especially if everyone knows that they can call the police on federal agents. Oh, oh, 
I think that should just be the standard. If ATF shows up at your door, call 911. Hey, the person is coming here, they're threatening to break in. I don't know what they want. Please come help. We're scared. There are children here. Right. Oh, he's saying he's a cop. This is apparently his badge number. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, he's saying he's a cop, but I don't know. I don't know. It looks kind of sus. Looks kind of a little sus. Blue out here looking sus. Okay. Mm. Mm. Then there's another option, which is actually the most terrible, but would also be in some ways the most insane uh, and would almost certainly lead to a judicial revolt in, in some of the lower courts. Uh, Cause there are already a good number of judges that are like, no, we want to get rid of qualified immunity. This is stupid uh, enough already. This one would be like, no, this is over. The qualified immunity is over. Um, I think that that would, I think honestly it could potentially force the courts into it, it forced their hands into having to actually, uh, and the precedent of qualified immunity. How um, bad, how bad would it be if James Burke, which by the way, just, he sounds like a really shitty indie singer. Um, just, you think that he would sing like, you're beautiful, you're beautiful, just by the name. Um, but if the name James Burke is the one that we all remember because he's the reason qualified immunity goes away. <laughs> Oh, you're the ATF agent. That was the reason qualified immunity went away. You know what? I'm still not giving you my gun, but hey, but, good one. wait, but, are you agent Burke? Hey, you can't hurt me. You can't do anything to me. You know what's crazy is that there's actually a legitimate case to say that they didn't use unnecessary. I want to see the video. I got to see the video. This guy was a flopping about and freaking being all like belligerent. No, you know, I'm a federal agent. Then. Because just think about it. Yes. Ha ha. The cops attack a federal agent. Why would a cop go after a federal agent? I mean, just let's be clear. Derek Ambrose just wrote, oh my God, Angie Burke, sign my gun. Oh, if they got, can you sign my gun? Will you, are you yeah, Angie yeah, Burke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you sign, you sign my, it? can you sign this? Can you sign my rock? I'm not going to give it to you, but I'm not giving it, it to you, but can you sign it? You please sign it. It'll be next to your Spike Cohen signature. Everybody's right. got their Spike Cohen signature on the, on the AR. And it'll be... I'm not giving you my honey badger, but you can sign next to Spike Cohen. That's funny. Wow. What if, Matt, the reason they haven't released this yet is because the video straight up shows. Well, no, because CPD would. I think Columbus PD would release it if it showed that they were justified. Oh, but you know what? It, there might be. There may be. There might be a gag order. There might be a gag order. Or there may be like some federal law where they can't. What if it shows that he was really being okay? So there's a fourth outcome where they straight up say that there was no excessive force because there was no excessive force because they had to do that to get him under control. And he didn't have a freaking lanyard on, and he's dressed like a schlub out here talking about, I'm an ATF agent. Yeah. There is nothing about this story that I am not deeply, deeply in love with. I, I, I like honestly, 
we often we say that we're going to follow stories and then i just never do um and most of the time they just kind of go away and nothing you don't yeah, really no, hear sometimes anything it's, we don't hear more about them right. yeah and uh like because i'll set up google alerts every once in a while and then they just go away and i'm like yeah whatever this one i'm setting alerts on my phone for james burke for james for james burke and uh the what is Fahey's first name um joseph joseph, joseph f-i-h-e joseph and kevin winchell at, I want to know everything that happens with these people for the rest of their careers because this Lives. is sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, this is a story that we could possibly follow for so long, or it's just going to get buried. If this gets buried, it's because he was a prick. And they and they had to, to t- like if it just goes away and we never hear about it again, it's because that it's because that suit's dead in the water because that footage shows him not having his ID and just going I'm fell out off do nothing and they and they and they're like Nah, bud, you don't look like an agent. You don't look like an agent. He's like Ah, my agent look at me. Ah. <laughs> it could very well be that. It could. And if it is, <laughs> then we'll never hear about it. No, ever. Now, ever. is it possible after the, because again, these cops were slightly trolly. They were, what's it say? They were, they were, the footage was shared within CPD for no <laughs> for apparent no purpose. Reason. Or yeah, it's no apparent purpose. It's possible when this whole suit is said and done, especially if it's true that there was an excessive force that it does get released and like a year and a half from now or you know six months from now whatever we get to show it and it shows this guy being a freaking rabid animal like let's just be very clear as fun as we would like to think about the idea of you know police attacking federal agents or whatever they don't want to go after a federal agent occam's razor what's more likely that they chose to like pick on this guy even though he's a federal agent and complied with him or that he acted like a freaking maniac. I'm guessing I, it's got to be maniac. It has to be it maniac. maniac. It has maniac. to be maniac. If there were any, because think about it. They were told he was an ATF agent. So they show up. They got to think in the back of their head, this guy might be an ATF agent. Think about how this guy would have to act. I don't uh, know. We're going to find out. Who knows? I, ho- I hope. I hope ETF we find agents. out. They might hate ETF agents. We really don't know. We don't know. But. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. My hopes on this are so high for oh, so gosh. many different things. Again, best outcome is the least trolly one, which yes. is that the judge looks at it. And says, you know what? This was excessive, guys. Don't do that. And they go, okay, well, now we got to look at all these other cases. And they go, yeah, you can't do those ones either. That would be the best outcome. Then there's this guy was a schmuck and that they actually were in the right. The, the only thing about qualified immunity law right now, as it's written, that sucks is everything has to be exactly the same. This ain't happened before. This ain't happened what before. What if they deny it because it's the first time it happened to an ATF agent? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. 
it's never happened before. So yes, that, that, that is uh, my guess. That would be the loophole that is used because they had that one case where it wasn't exactly the same because the guy put his hands outward instead of up and he wasn't, he couldn't claim qualified immunity or he didn't get the, they, they got qualified immunity. Yep. They didn't. Um, who, uh, want, who you want to bet no ATF agents ever done this number right here? We're going to follow this story to its br- whatever conclusion it ends at. It, mm, however, the story ends. However, however this, this ends, we will be there. And, and no matter what, no matter how this story ends, this is again the Christmas gift, the holiday, the holiday gift to all of you. Brought to this you by our, CPD. This is our Christmas gift to all of you. Is this story. well? It's technically well, the gift from the ATF and CPD. But this, this gift has ironically been brought to you by the Columbus, Ohio Police Department. Uh, which is a, often a very brutal police department, uh, and uh, and the uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. So Matt, Mike. speaking of things that give us tremendous joy, we couldn't end a holiday special without you and I briefly talking about the things that we're thankful for from this year. And so I'm going to let you start. And, uh, and you can tell us, uh, and folks, uh, you can tell us in the comments and we'll read through some of those. What are some of the things that you guys are thankful for this year? 2020 rough year for a lot, for many, you know, a lot of rough stuff, possibly a rough year for you. Hopefully there's at least one or two things that y'all are thankful for as well. So if you want to put in the comments, what you're thankful for, we'll be happy to read it uh, afterwards. But you know, Matt, what, what are, what's, what's a couple things that you're thankful for from this year? So, uh, you know, honestly, 2020 was tough. It was, it was a rough year, uh, financially, uh, employment wise, all of that. Um, for first, truly, honestly, uh, number one on the list, uh, is super fan Sarah Andreg and her two boys. Yeah. Honestly, they, they have been a guiding force in my life this year. They've really, you know, they've made me drive to be better at everything that I do. And honestly, I, I would not be uh, where I am today without uh, her support and the love from those two boys because they, they're, they are my world. Um, my family also, I, I, in the past, I have made fun of my family. I, I may have talked ill when I was younger, but they are the best family I could have ever potentially asked for. Um, and to Tom Arnold, if I am, if you want to be like a second father, I, I will take that application and it's just signed off on right now. Um, I can't give up my dad, but I, I would sign off on you being number, number two in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so many people out there in the libertarian movement have uh, given me a lot, a lot to be thankful for. Uh, Caitlin, Matt Hicks, yeah, Caitlin, Matt Hicks, uh, Brenta Ritter, uh, Jason Lyon. Absolutely love oh, that gosh, guy. Jason. Love Jason. Love yeah. Kelsey. His, their yes. entire family. Um, 
Shane, eh, Shane Sweeney. He has his moments. Yeah. Yeah. He's got moments where he's fantastic. Um, Any, anybody who watches the show, honestly, um, and without any embarrassment or any hyperbole, you are one of the greatest things that have come into my life over the course of the last five years or so. And I will be thankful for you every single year that we are friends and we do this together. Even if we aren't doing this together, um, no matter what, you will always be a positive light in my life and a true friend that I am uh, always grateful that you are in my life. I, I love you like a brother. I love you like a brother. And every time that we get a chance to do this or just talk on the phone or the moments where we do get together are some of my favorite memories from the entire year me too me too man and i'm grateful for you and i love you too man where do i even get started on this year you of course you are absolutely uh just one of the dearest people in my life Uh, i can truly call you my best friend and uh just incredible human being doing this venture with you has been it was what started and, and has been a major continuance of me finding my purpose in life. And I'll, I'll talk more about that in a bit. But this, us working together on this has brought me so much joy, given me such a sense of purpose, uh, and is just an incredible, and watching it grow into the thing that we always hoped it would be, it's just, it's just been, it's incredible. And just, it, it constantly keeps getting bigger and bigger, right? So um, I'm grateful for Sarah and the boys for you. I have seen you become uh, so much happier and so much more fulfilled in having them in your life. And they, I love them. It brings me incredible joy uh, to see your joy from them. Um, so I'm grateful for them as well. Uh, I am obviously grateful for Tom. Uh, and, uh, and, and the How can anybody family, not be? Yeah. You can't not be. Uh, Tom is an incredible man. Uh, I am grateful for my family and for my, uh, my, my parents and my family and my friends and my loved ones, especially my wife, um, who has been... Uh, by my side in all of this. Uh, keep in mind, my wife is a relatively private person. She's not a. She's she's very outgoing. She loves people. She is uh, not a hermit or anything like that. But she doesn't have social media. She is, you know, she doesn't really want her business out there. And she has. And I, I told her ahead of time that you know if I run for this and I win it and the whole thing. You're going to be out there. People are going to want to know about you. They're going to love you. You're going to have a following. People are going to want to, you know, you know, follow and see what you're doing. And she has handled that and all of the rigors of this of this campaign and everything that's happened since then with such incredible grace and understanding and kindness. And she's grown into the role. She's become like the freaking Jackie Onassis of the Liberty Movement. She's, uh, you know, like she's just, you know, been absolutely incredible. Uh, and she's uh, the most beautiful woman I've ever met. Uh, she is the one of the most brilliant and smartest and kindest and most thoughtful and most caring uh, and most thorough and compassionate uh, and trustworthy people I've ever met in my life. And, uh, and she's smoking hot and I love her. And, um, and, uh, and I'm, so I'm grateful for her. Uh, I'm grateful for the opportunities that I've had to spread the message of liberty this year uh, on this campaign and, and moving forward from that. And I am 
grateful for all the people that were involved in that in the campaign all of the the volunteers all of the paid staff uh, of course matt my campaign manager laquin my body man you oh, laquin's great that, that dude um, is amazing oh, laquin is awesome laquin went into that role saying what do you want me to do and i'd say well you kind of just got to be there for me he's like all right so he was he did he carried my stuff because politicians can't have stuff in their pockets it looks unprofessional which is weird but it's actually true um and so he carried my stuff around he then became the official photographer he take hundreds of photos of selfies of everyone who wanted to take photos of me every day uh was a great confidant uh made sure i was on time to stuff like he, he just grew into that role perfectly uh he's fantastic uh, everyone that I mean, so many names that are coming. In, I, I could spend hours just talking about all the so, volunteers, so runners, uh, 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 handlers, everyone that was involved, advanced planners. Uh, gosh, Anthony Welty, Adam Petty, uh, um, uh, Daniel Smolt for the videos he's. Oh made. yeah. Uh, I would love to thank Vermin and Team Supreme uh, for encouraging me to even start this in the first place. Um, I'm grateful for them as well. Um, and, uh, um, just everyone that was involved in the campaign, everyone that voted for us, um, and, uh, showed their support for us, everyone that's joined the movement. And, and finally, I'm thankful for, I already said Matt here. I said you too. Oh, Kathleen, Kathleen. So I, I do have to point out Kathleen. So if I'm going to name a handful of people, Kathleen's definitely going to be one of them. Uh, in Texas. She was an incredible planner. I feel terrible because I know I'm certain that there are people whose names I've forgotten. Just like an Oscar so speech. Many. What's that? Like an Oscar speech. Oh like my God. I know, I know I'm forgetting I know, people here. I, I just, if I haven't named you, just know I haven't forgotten you. Everything you did was incredible and I can't wait to work with you again in the future. I just, there were so many people that were so incredibly helpful in this campaign. I could not have done this. We could not have done this without the daily, extensive, profound help and assistance and support that we were given by people across the country, both in person and remotely. Um, and finally, I'd like to thank y'all. I'd like to thank my supporters. I'd like to thank the people that watch Muddied Waters. Uh, you are what gives me the drive to do this. It's you. That Every I'm single one of them. For. This was never about me or my personal political ambitions um even to the extent that this was about muddied waters and growing this for us it was for y'all it was it was to spread a message of liberty we don't make a lot of money on this you know we talk about give us money we we we, we don't we, we we just go above breaking even on it we put a tremendous amount of time in it and that's fine because that's not this was always a passion project for both of us Yes. We'd love to make money one day in the future. I'm certainly not stopping. You know, if we so Spotify wants to pick us up for $100 million, we'll not stop them. But this was about y'all. And I, I need y'all to know this. You may, you may or may not have heard this story before, but when I was had my businesses, I was making a lot of money, did not feel much purpose other than just making money and, and providing for my wife and, and my, my, my family. And I felt like that wasn't it. That wasn't all it was supposed to be. And when I was diagnosed with MS and when the doctor sat me down and said that the course of treatment, the, the goal of the course of treatment was to slow it down to not being much different than the typical aging process. And I got hit with this existential crisis of realizing MS, no MS, there's only a limited amount of time that we were going to be here. Any fear that I used to have was replaced with a fear of not being able to make a positive impact for people around me before I was gone. And seeing 
the support from y'all, seeing the happiness on people's faces when they first hear the message of liberty, or if they've heard it before and they're excited about it, but over time they've lost their hope that it'll ever happen, and being able to give them that hope back, you have given me purpose, your response, your love, your support, your care has given me that purpose. And I now already know that I don't have to fear not having made a positive impact in the lives of people, especially when it comes to spreading the message of, of human freedom. And I will always, always, always be honored. And I love y'all. And I thank you so much for that. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for this mic for lasting through Kennedy. And I got, and so when I, when I started this show four years ago, um, I didn't know what was going to come of it. I didn't know if we we're, I don't know if a lot of people know this. When, if, if you make it to seven episodes, you're in like the 90th percentile of yeah, podcasters. Yeah. yeah. It's like most people quit after like four or five. Uh, so if you make it seven, you're in the 90th percentile. I didn't know if we would make it to that when this started. Um, and we, you know, we kept trudging along. We've had some hiccups along the way. You know, there's been some changes uh, throughout the time. But, you know, when Spike joined, when Spike joined, I remember, there was this moment. Um, we made a post. It wasn't even anything we made. It was just we posted something. And it, it still is one of our most shared posts ever. Um, and we were just like giddy little schoolgirls yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. And it was just gaining so much traction. We were like, oh my God, it got a thousand shares. I don't believe it. Look at how many people like it now. And it's, and we're like, oh my God, look. And I remember Spike texting me and he said, are we doing a thing? And I said, yeah. Spike, I think we're doing a thing. Yep. And even, you know, that was that was Brett Kavanaugh days. Um, and we, um, and there, like since then, there's still been some ups and downs, you know, like there were times where both of us were stressed out. We didn't know if this was something that we were going to continue doing. Like Especially we were just this really, year, there were a couple of times where we had to put it on hiatus. Yeah. 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 Um, and like some of you may know, I did, uh, I, I have a show called the writer's block that I haven't been doing recently. And it's because during that really stressful time, uh, I had to stop because I just couldn't keep putting out the content that I was putting out. Um, and it, I was dealing with a lot at the time and I just couldn't do it anymore. But now with seeing how much each and every one of you will tune in and you love it and you share it and you're, you're interacting and it has brought back a lot of the fun that we, that we had missed from yeah. the show. Each and every one of you that I don't care if you found us because you found us on Spotify or you found us on Apple music, or you found us on YouTube, or if you found us because of spikes, uh, spikes campaign, no matter what it is, the way that you found us doesn't matter. The fact that you found us and the fact that you continue to tune in, honestly, you guys, as we say often on the show, you guys are the real ones. You are the ones yeah. that make us want to continue to do this. You, you make me so happy to show up here every Tuesday to do this, to do what I love, to try to make the best show that I possibly can yep. for yep. each and every one of you. And to all of you, thank you. Also, Sarah, I love you and you are perfect. Um, and... <laughs> Also it's to Sean Productions. Yeah, to Sean Simpson and the rest of the guys at Time Code Productions. Um, yeah. 
But um, we, but we to, are super super thankful super. for y'all. It, it is honestly humbling how many. I'm not going to say who sent this message because um, I don't want to embarrass that person or anything. But um, somebody that's watching the show, he might not be anymore. He, I, he mentioned earlier it was way past his bedtime. Um, he sent me a message and I talk to him on Facebook pretty often. And he sent me a message and he goes, This is a really big deal that you are messaging me back because you and Spike, I really look up to you guys. And that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> that blew my fucking mind because Spike and I met over the internet because of an article I wrote talking about how some libertarian candidate was uh, trash. Kind of a Nazi. Like some kind of a Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, some, a little bit of a Nazi. Bit of a Nazi. <laughs> Think he's in prison now. Um, but that was that. Yeah, he's a Nazi. Uh, but that was how we met was over the internet. And then we just started talking. And one day I was, uh, one day I was having a rough time. I I had lost my job and I was struggling with my uh, sobriety and spike reached out and we just, we hit it off and we became friends and everything that happens absolutely happens for a reason. Me losing my job, me losing my job to uh, me struggling with it and making a post about it to Spike reaching out to me was all what was leading to this, to me saying, hey, do you want to do your own show? And then later saying, do you want to join this show? To Spike being asked by Vermin Supreme to be his running mate, to Spike winning the nomination uh, for VP, to Spike running, to all of you figuring out how to find us eventually. And thank you to everybody that is, has been involved in this. And if you message us, you have a better chance of me responding. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but if, if you reach out to us, there's a good chance that one of us will respond and it's to us. You're just, your family, your friends. We talk to you guys every week, a couple times a week. Yep. You are the reason that we fucking do this. Yeah. And thank you to each and every one of you for showing up. Yeah. Thank you. We're, we're grateful and thankful for it for y'all. And we have a ton of comments here of people saying what they're thankful for. So, uh, uh, Meg Jones says, I, I think I'm starting at where this started. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth Cokeyard says, Merry Christmas and happy Toyota end of the year event. Um, Meg Jones says, uh, I'm thankful that the closed doors led me to this community. Uh, Zachary Hiskey, Hisk, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, we are thankful for Joe Jorgensen and Spike. Thank you, Zachary. Uh, Joseph Adams, he's thankful he was in a movie that came out uh, this year. That's cool. Uh, Kenneth Evil, he said, I got married uh, October 10th. Congratulations. 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 Um, Joe Hackman says, my very supportive cast of fr- f- friends and family, and also weed. That's yep. nice. Uh, Aaron Ladd says, uh, he's thankful for discovering the LP. As my political party, Maryland cheap prices on vodka to get through Trump and now Biden. Aaron, uh, Aaron, real quick, Aaron, all you have to do is drive over to Delaware. You can hit the Costco that's right there on the highway, uh, and you don't pay sales tax, and it's a little bit cheaper. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Cokeyard says uh, she's thankful for her family and all of the friends that she's met this election season. I'm thankful for you, Elizabeth. You were a big part of the Let Her Speak convoy. You were incredible. Um, and you've been a huge fan ever since, and I appreciate you. Uh, Jordan Fetcher, I wholeheartedly think uh, that 2024 would be the year you and Joe run for president and VP after all this crap we'll experience during this presidency. We'll see. That's that's up to it's up to Joe if she decides she wants to run again. Uh, Derek Ambrose, uh, he's thinking. This is a good a- one. 
a 500% increase in this county for people that voted Libertarian in this year versus 2016. From 5 to 25, fear us for we are the dozens. Listen, that's a huge 500% in the right direction. You want to get more 500% each time. Caitlin Cloven says, uh, I'm thankful for my unfortunate employment <laughs> that made me uh, the VP social media director. I am, there's a name that I needed to say. Caitlin Cloven is the queen of social media. I, I love a Caitlin. series of not incredibly smart events, she became my social media director. Yep. Which I secretly hoped and wished for, but would have never dared say it to anyone because I didn't seem, want to seem like I was asking for too much. And then it happened. So I'm thankful for that. She's still with me. She's still with me. Love you. Thank you. So incredible. Uh, Christopher Aaron Paul Francis Felker says, I, I'm thankful for that my husband, myself, and our grumble of pugs are all healthy. None of us contracted COVID, and we somehow are fortunate enough to be uh, food and housing secure. That's really cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. A grumble. Of a pugs. grumble. Like yeah, that. a grumble. Um, Derek Ambrose says that uh, – he says that people are grateful for a $600 stimulus check, said no one ever. Um, Caitlin Cloven says, I love you, dorks. You're my fan. Hey, you're a dork. Um, and you're my uh, fan. Adam Weggs says, I'm thankful I got to have a small part in the only presidential campaign that I believed in so far, and I'm thankful for the great friends I made along the way. Worst year, but best summer of my life. Uh, Adam was at a lot of my events, helping provide, uh, you know, being helping keep things secure there with the, uh, the CNN boys that were there. Uh, Adam, I love you. Thank you so much, man. Um, Guilty Sparks says, I'm thankful for my fellow... Uh, hibiscus boys. Hibiscus boys, especially my fellows in the 52nd. Um, what is that? What's, it's a penguin. penguin. It's a penguin. Uh, it's a penguin. Keith McCory, thank you for the donation, by the way, thank, Keith. Thank you to everybody for the donations today. We didn't call them out today because we were just... Oh, gosh, we, were on, yeah. we were on a roll. We were on a roll. I'm not going to lie. We were on a roll. When, when, when an ATF agent gets attacked, we just, you know... Right. Uh, uh, Keith McQuarrie says, uh, that's another one I'm thankful for. Oh, Keith and AJ and Angela and Dave Jones. Like, I mean, I can literally, I, there's so many people. Uh, he says, I'm thankful for Matt and Spike, all my new libertarian friends, including Team uh, Vermin, Tom Arnold, and my LPTN Whiskey Region. Shout out to Whiskey Region uh, family. Um, uh, Caitlin says again. I, I am not thankful for this. Uh, I'm thankful Spike's <laughs> face makes such good memes. Oh, God. Yeah, Chrissy Wickers is someone I wish I didn't mention. Um, uh, no, I'm thankful for Chrissy, uh, but not for that. Uh, Melissa Lawson says she's thankful for finding the Libertarian Party. Uh, you dudes meeting Spike and seeing my precious little guy featured on your Facebook page. Oh, were you the one uh, in Ohio? Yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, where I'm, I'm sitting there uh, in the little kid's chair listening to her son talk. Uh, my precious little guy featured on your Facebook page. My family's health, my marriage being stronger than ever, even while being trapped in the house together since March. Enjoy the rest of the year, guys. Thank you, Melissa. And that was a really cool uh, experience getting to talk with your son. Um, uh, da, da, da. Uh, way down, Brandy Powers. I'm thankful for finding the Libertarian Party and all the liberty-loving people that have positively impacted my life. Uh, Missy well, Per... Lot, lot, I just got to say lots of shouts out to LeQuinn from people. Who yeah, lots of shouts out to He's LeQuinn. awesome. He's awesome. Anyway, go ahead. Missy Purnell. Oh. <clears throat> I'm thankful for being cancer-free and my amazingly awesome family. Yeah, Missy, Absolutely. that's that's awesome. 
Uh, that's incredible. Congratulations. Uh, Sherry Conover, Charlo. I'm thankful for our new interest in the Liberty movement, especially in Indiana at, yeah, Indiana's had a huge uprising in the Liberty movement and it is fantastic. You're seeing it in a lot of places. You, you may not recognize it because of things like the spending bill, but we talked about this. Uh, we talked about this election night, Jason and I did, uh, you're seeing a lot of libertarian ideals coming to fruition. It's happening slowly, but it is happening. And every time it is something to be thankful for. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to say, so we have a, someone, something you can be thankful for. Uh, Lauren Ann Hartman says, hashtag team guy on left. So you got that going for you. <laughs> Which is nice. Also nice. Which is uh, nice. So yeah, I mean, there's, I think we got all the, I think we got all the, all, 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 yeah, the, all so. the thankfulness there. Guys, we just, we love you so much and we could do this all day long, but it is, it is midnight. Uh, but so, uh, in fact, it's technically, no, it's not. It's Christmas Eve Eve now. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Eve Eve. Uh, so be sure to check us out. So tomorrow on My Fellow Americans at 8 p.m., uh, I will uh, be interv- airing the interview that I did of David Ramsey Steele. Uh, he is the author of such books as From Marx to Mises, uh, if, uh, Orwell, Your Orwell, uh, and uh, his most recent book, uh, The Mystery of Fascism, where he talks about the differences between what he calls far-right fascism and far-left fascism. It was a fascinating discussion. I can't wait for you all to see it. He's a brilliant guy. It was a really cool uh, uh, interview that I got to do. And, uh, and then uh, have a Merry Christmas. Have a one. Have a great Christmas. Have Be, a great Christmas. Spend it with those. That, Christmas. Have a great Thursday. Right. Spend. Spend. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, spend this time with uh, the people that you care about the most. Um, and if you don't have anybody that you care about the most, just watch all of our episodes back to back. You got us. You got us. We You've we will us. be here to like in reruns. Message um, us on Muddy Waters, and one of us, probably Matt, will respond. Uh, we'll be happy to. Oh, and join the Muddy Waters group on Facebook if you haven't already. And apparently join the Muddy Waters MeWe chat group. Which is, oh, that thing's wild. That thing is wild. I need to the go Mi- on there. I got to check this thing out. I, I, it's awesome to know that there's this. Yeah, the, Mi- the MeWe chat group is wild. It's so much fun. So then, uh, and then on Monday, on my social media, uh, this coming Monday, I will be doing uh, an episode of uh, Culture of Winning, uh, where I will be interviewing... Uh, it's going to be a very Collins Christmas, post-Christmas, where I will be interviewing Jake Collins, who was elected to office, to t- talk about how libertarians can win. We're also going to be talking to his painted paper towel role, Freddie Mercury. Laugh if you want. The man got elected to office. So we're going to be talking hey. about that. And then join us back here next Tuesday for the end of year episode the final jewish rapper name episode the final (laughs) so excited gets to finally use his final jewish rapper name for me in the intro the end of year episode for us to end this incredibly interesting year that we have had we'll be doing all sorts of fun stuff uh not the least of which is we'll be counting down the most insane stories from this year. And there's a lot of them because there's a lot of stuff that if you thought about it, you'd think there's no way that happened in 2020. It, it did. It it's did. It's been that long of a year. Right. Uh, so 
Uh, yeah, so be sure to tune in next Tuesday. Very special episode, end of year episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. And, uh, and in the meantime, have a great Christmas, guys. We can't wait to see you again. Now, Matt, if you were, uh, if, if someone were to try to look for us on the internet, is, is that even possible? And if so, how? Matt? Sorry. Yeah, no, like that. Everything just froze there for a second. Um, I was like, uh-oh. Um, I was like, did we get kicked off? Uh, <laughs> so Matt, if we were, someone were to look for us on the internet, would that be possible? And if so, how? It would be possible. Um, all you would have to do is if you're one of the old school types who enjoys listening to the sweet, soulful, buttery sounds of our voices, head over to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, where you can do things like leave messages to us or leave donations if you are so inclined. And you can hear. I'm so you can I'm hear. so sad this isn't going to do this. Anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you can <laughs> listen to every episode, audio version, back to back to back as we slowly drift you off to sleep. Or you can find us, uh, find this and every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com. Come, Aaron Ladd, it's muddied, I-E-D, yeah. anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Yeah, M-U-D-D-I-E-D waters. Yeah, I got to talk sweetly into the microphone one last time. Hey, everybody. I am so sad about this mic. Just thank you so much for working for Kennedy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm not ready for you to go, but thank you for. Thank you for the life you've given. This is what I started my show with this thing. Yeah. No, that's not true. I started my show with like my laptop mic. But as soon as I had a professional mic, it was this sucker right here. Auction the mic. Would y'all buy a broken mic? I've, there's signed? been like three or four requests for auction the mic. I mean, we're not going to auction it right now, but I'll yeah, auction not tonight, it. but yeah, we can do that yeah, next I'll week. Auction, I'll Let's do it next week. week. Okay, we'll auction a signed dead mic. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. So, guys, again, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a merry, 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 merry Christmas, and we will see you next week. And where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh, 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 oh.